This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, August 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Olivia Newton-John has died at the age of 73, according to her official Facebook page. Dame Olivia Newton-John passed away peacefully at her ranch in Southern California, surrounded by friends and family, the Post stated. Olivia has been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years, sharing her journey with breast cancer, the Post continued. Newton-John was first diagnosed with breast cancer in 1992 and underwent a partial mastectomy and reconstruction. She was diagnosed with breast cancer again in 2013. Then in 2018, she revealed doctors had found a tumor in her lower back. The Australian singer was one of the biggest pop stars of the 70s and charmed generations of viewers starring alongside John Travolta in Greece. We're going to uh, expand on this, obviously, in the entertainment report, but this is a little stab to the heart yesterday. Man. Oh, God, yeah. I was just uh, so enamored with her when I was, you know, I bought uh, that young first- lad album simply because of the album cover. She's so pretty. I had not even heard so what beautiful. she sounded like, but yeah. I'm like, oh my God. A yeah. friend of mine texted me and he was like, are you okay? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Sandy died. Sandy. Yeah, oh, he goes, I, He goes. that's what I remember about our childhood is watching Grease at your house. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I know. And, Sandy! Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was sad. Uh, police are searching for three gunmen wanted in a deadly shooting in the parking lot of a Popeye's fast food restaurant in North Philadelphia. It happened around 11.15 Monday, just minutes after the restaurant on the 400 block of Lehigh Avenue closed for the night. Police say three people in their late teens were sitting in a parked Honda in the parking lot. One was a Popeye's employee. Police say three armed suspects approached the vehicle and started shooting, firing 47 bullets at the parked car. The suspect then fled the scene on foot. The driver of the Honda was shot in the chest. However, he was able to drive three blocks away to the 2700 block of North Fairhill Street. That's where medics found the victims and transported them to Temple University Hospital. A male passenger sitting in the back seat was pronounced dead. The driver was listed in critical condition and the female passenger was shot in the arm and listed in stable condition. It's carnage. Police believe the shooting may have stemmed from a fight over a girlfriend. Multiple sources confirmed to ABC News that former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate was raided by FBI agents on Monday. The sources told ABC News the search began at around 10 a.m. The former president put out a statement Monday evening saying federal investigators were there and that they had even gotten into his safe. Trump was not there at the time of the search. Sources say, uh, sources say the search was related to the 15 boxes of documents that Trump took to his estate when he departed the White House. Some of which the National Archives had said was marked classified. In January, Trump handed over the documents to the National Archives and attorneys for Trump said that they were searching for any more records they may have had. In sports this morning... Yeah. The Phillies were off last night and opened up a series at home against the Miami Marlins tonight. The Phillies have won five games in a row and 10 out of the last 11. They are 12 games over 500. Zach Wheeler will get the start tonight. First pitch is scheduled for 7.05. And Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Use of the hallucinogenic drink ayahuasca during an off-season retreat isn't considered a violation of NFL's drug policy. <laughs> Rodgers discussed on a podcast last week how he went on an ayahuasca retreat to Peru in 2020 before the third of his 
four MVP seasons. Ayahuasca is a psychoactive beverage native to South America and is used uh, often used for religious, ritual, uh, ritualistic, and medicinal purposes. NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy said it wouldn't have triggered a positive test result on either the substance abuse or performance-enhancing substance policies collectively bargained by the NFL and its Players Association. Rogers said on the podcast that the retreat gave him a deep and meaningful appreciation for life and added that I came back and I knew I was never going to be the same. Mm. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We got a full boat today. Plenty of things to get to, including uh, the fact that it's a Tuesday, so we have your chance to win a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo. Yay! So it's very, very simple. You just text word tattoo to 39333 and we'll grab a random winner at some point during the program. $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, they're at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. And uh, don't forget that uh, the the whole thing is presented today by the 12th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash, which is this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Wildwoods Convention Center. You can get tickets at villainarts.com. Our buddy cool. Troy and his uh, big events. And yeah, events, so yeah. Behind that, obviously. So uh, we have that. We also have a number of guests on the program. Uh, we have our good friend Jake Matera is going to be performing at Punchline Philly tomorrow night. It's Jake Matera and Friends. Wow. So an evening, basically. That is it. Yeah. So we'll talk to Jake later on today. We will have Kyle Petty that was rescheduled from yesterday. He's yes. got a book out called Swerve or Die. It's and a biography of Katy Perry. It's, yeah. he, he's been a yeah. fan Absolutely. since she was a young girl. He's so, got a story to tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk to him later on. And we also have of the office fame Creed Bratton who will be on the show today and actually is in town tonight. Playing at City Winery on the main stage. Uh, An unbelievable life Creed has. You may not be aware of it. If you know him just from the office, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. He's lived a long, uh, fruitful life. Uh, So we will talk to him in the 8 o'clock hour. So office fans, get yourself set for that. We have those things and more taking place through the entirety of the program. So... Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Fire up that entertainment report and stupid question. We'll do that when we return in just a moment, my friend. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Football is back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question this morning given away, four pack of tickets for the 12th annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash. We're presenting our tattoos day today. Uh, So we'll set you up with tickets for that if you can answer this question. In which country was the first FIFA Cup held? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know this. In which country was the first FIFA Cup held? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go through birthdays while we wait for your answer. Today is Thursday, August 9th. Jillian Anderson has her birthday today. Uh, the X-Files, obviously, the big breakout show for her. Right. Did you ever watch it? I did not. Yes. Um, you know, I, I just wasn't into the whole alien thing, and I know it was, people absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was, uh, they also it dragged on monsters for and, and Stephen King type stuff in it as well. 
it dragged on a little while. Yeah. And they kept going back to the well. They made a couple movies, which were pretty decent. But yeah, that was the big thing. And then she was really good in The Crown. I have been rewatching The Crown. I started yeah. this past, went on, on her vacation. I started from the very beginning. Right. Wow, what a great show. I've it got a, a, great show. a long time before I get to where she pops in. Uh, but um, My yeah. favorite part is still, though, the earlier years of, of the Queen. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that is a fascinating peak, at least from what we understand happened. Right, right. Don't, so can't be sure. She is uh, 54 today. Uh, let's see. Eric Bana, the actor, played in at, uh, The Hulk. He played uh, uh, Banner in the first movie and, and they, uh, Black Hawk Down. They had that running over the weekend, and I watched it. And it's amazing. At that time when you saw the CGI, it's like, okay, I guess this is the way it's going to look. Now it looks so astonishingly better. Uh-huh. But at the time, it was cutting edge. Um, you know, He is uh, 54 today. Uh, Melanie Griffith has huh. her birthday today. She is 65. Um, and not only, you know, an actress, but, uh, also married to, let's not forget, married to John Johnson twice. Yes. They did it two times. Didn't work out, uh, but it brought us Dakota Johnson. Uh, but lots of movies throughout the years. Working Girl, Bonfire of the Vanity. Steve, do you remember Cherry 2000? I absolutely do. It was a science fiction movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, former wife of Antonio Banderas as well. That's right. You have very large lips. Oh, so she's yeah. 65 today. Uh, Sam Elliott's birthday today. Um, Roadhouse, okay. Uh huh. You know what happened while we were gone? Oh yes, the big cast, news. Cast Jake Gyllenhaal in the remake. <laughs> Not of, only of uh, of Roadhouse as Dalton, from what I understand. Exactly. Not only did he cast him in that role, but um, he is producing the movie. He's playing, I guess, from what I understand, a, a former MMA fighter who is this bouncer. Okay. Now the question is, who's going to play that Sam Elliott role? Yeah, because he's kind of the mentor. Yeah. Uh, he oh, can play it. What was his character? He's <laughs> good. I don't know, Mijo. Uh, Mijo is what he always called him. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Wait, Nick's going to look it up here, man. I I should hand my man card in because I he know. was he was known as the the, the legendary cooler. Yeah, Wade Garrett. Wade, Wade Garrett. Yeah. Oh, Wade I, oh old. it's so great. Yeah, I'm no Wade Garrett. <laughs> uh, so he is uh, 78 oh, years yeah. old today. <laughs> You're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, please! Oh yeah! Please cast that guy in something. Oh, it'd be yeah. so good uh-huh. in the remake. Please oh, have to. Uh, and also, if you watch the Yellowstone, the 1883, he is amazing. Sam Elliott. Yeah. yeah, nice. Uh, Deion Sanders has his birthday today. Yeah, I never really cared for him, especially when he played for the Cowboys. But then, like, uh, I have a, a relative who uh, is it was close to you know has close ties to the NFL. And apparently, like, Deion Sanders is a really good guy. Really good guy? Was he on yeah. Dancing with the Stars? He was, wasn't he? I don't remember. He? Um, I don't know. Emmett Smith was. I didn't yeah. know that, but I don't remember if Dion was. Uh, so he is uh, 55 today. Uh, Audrey uh, Tattoo, who is a French actress. She was uh, the female lead in The Da Vinci Code. Oh, okay. Uh, she was also in Amiel. Is that how you say that? Uh, Amelie, I think. Amelie, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, and a few other things. She is uh, 46 today. Didn't really care for the Da Vinci Code movies. Uh, you know what? It's all right. I, I thought the first one was okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a book was just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't quite live up to that, but still, you know, a decent watch. Well, I mean, at this point, it's not a spoiler alert, but what was the conceit? Was she... Was she no, the... I still don't want to give it away, man. Is it that good? I mean, if you if you decide to read the book, yes, it's a big, big All plot right. point, and I would rather not tip that. I know it's been out forever, but you you should if you haven't read that book. And what, like we said many times, this is a great bathroom book. The chapters are short, right? And you can go in and knock one out and uh, and just drop a deuce, kind of drop a deuce, and take you maybe get a two three chapters in. <laughs> but even if it's a quickie, if it's just a little plop plop, yeah. 
uh, you can you can knock a chapter out. It's just such a good bathroom read. I'm gonna plop out a chapter. All right. Anyway, uh, she is 46. Uh, drummer from Elvis Costello and the Attractions, Pete Thomas. Oh, that I've seen him many times. Celebrates his birthday today, yeah. And uh, I've always dug what he did with that band. Elvis is great in concert, man. Uh, he turns 68 years old today. Uh, we also have celebrating a birthday from the world of Married with Children, Amanda Beers, who played Marcy. Yes. The next door neighbor. Do you remember where she was before that? You brought you in the original Fright yes, Night. Fright Night. Yeah. Uh, she played a... You remember when the, she gets vampired up in Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she looks amazing in that. Uh, but I'm not sure what she's done as a She's late. a director, so oh, she does no. a lot of directing. She right. came out years ago, and um, she's been active in that community and directing and all that stuff. Uh, I loved Friday Night. What a great movie. I love it. Rodney McDowell? Yep. Excellent. Uh, so she is 64 today. Anna Kendrick has her birthday. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is a cover song for us first. <laughs> What's that case? I said I love this song. Uh, so this is obviously from uh, the Pitch Perfect movies, and they did three of them, right? Yeah, I, the last one, I mean, it was ridiculous. They it was inter- awesome. Like, international Hilarious. espionage. And- <laughs> I, I loved it that, yeah. that it got to that level. Yep. Uh, but what, what makes her so pretty? You know she's what a, I mean? She's a girl next door. She's got a wry sort of sense of humor. She's playful. I've heard, though, there are stories that keep popping up how difficult she is to work with. We had her in the studio. Yeah, I know. Like, oh. She seems like the nicest person. She's got the sweetest smile. Uh, and she turns 37 today. And remember, she was Oscar nominated for yeah, she uh, was. Up in the Air. And we right. had her in studio. Remember that? Great movie. Yeah, she yeah. had she had the nominations had already been announced, and she was here in our studio, and she was really cool. Uh, Jessica Capshaw, who is daughter of Kate Capshaw and Steven Spielberg. Is she the porn actress? No. Who's the... Uh, she's on Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Let's say, a, let's say it, a whole porn art yeah, that I wasn't they might aware have. of. Uh, but she is uh, 46 years old today. Uh, and uh, Dan Levy celebrates his birthday today. He's great. Uh, S's Creek, yeah. obviously, and yeah. 39. Did he do much before that? Because I really did not know of him until that show came around. Nothing on that level, but okay. he'd done, he had done some stuff. Now he's in a lot of M&M's commercials. Uh, massive hit, obviously, <laughs> for him. So 39 years old today. All right, we'll see if someone has the answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, in which country was the first FIFA Cup held? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I will go to Sean, see if we can get an answer. Hi, Sean. Good morning. Good morning, it Presbo and good, gang. Good morning, it buddy. <laughs> All right, where was that first FIFA Cup held, please? Uruguay? Uruguay, yeah. <laughs> Uruguay. Uruguay. <laughs> Hang on, Sean. <laughs> Close enough. It's a hard one to say. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sean got a four-pack of tickets to the 12th annual Wildwood Tattoo <laughs> Beach Bash, Friday through Sunday. <laughs> I'm just laughing at Gacy's laughing. At the Wildwoods Convention Center, 400 of the world's best tattoo artists coming to the Wildwood ta- to tattoo you, and you can visit uh, villainarts.com for tickets. You know, it's right next to uh, Paraguay. <laughs> Stop it. It's next to Peru. Peru. No, Uruguay and Paraguay. I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. They're in the same continent. (laughs) Peru. Upper Canada. Yes. All right. So we're going to start with this. Obviously, Kathy had in the news and just a, like I said, a little stab to the heart uh, when we found out yesterday that Olivia Newton-John passed away. 
after a decades-long battle with breast cancer. Uh, her husband, John Easterling, shared the news via her official Instagram page. He wrote, uh, Dame Olivia Newton-John passed away peacefully at her ranch in Southern California this morning, surrounded by family and friends. We ask that everyone please respect the family's privacy during this very difficult time. Uh, he continued saying, Olivia has been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years, sharing her journey with breast cancer, her healing inspiration and pioneering experience with plant medicine, continues with the Olivia Newton-John Foundation Fund, dedicated to researching plant medicine and cancer. In lieu of flowers, the family asks that any donations be made in her memory to the ONJ Foundation. And that's why she received that damedom, if yes. that's the proper word, uh, was because of her charity work through uh, cancer research. ton of stuff. Did, did a lot of great work. I mean, but I mean, she's she's been a dealing person dealing with cancer for decades. Yeah, and so that seems such a part of who she was. Uh, and in interviews and so on and so forth, she, we actually, I don't know if we have the clip is over, but her talking about how she deals and Wait. how she was dealing with yeah. uh, cancer in her life. First, I want to hear this, though. Yeah. Man, she could sing. Singing this song all day yesterday. We got yeah. it, well, I, when we were, we were talking about it in the car. It was me and Rochelle and Caroline, and so we started popping on some songs. We're going to play a few here, and it, we we all got home, and I caught one or two of us just randomly walking around the house, going. It just gets it gets stuck in there. No, it's I, great. I was at my swim club yesterday, and they announced her death, and then they played uh, all of her songs for like a good two hours. Yep. And it was good at first, and then at the end, it was like Knock it everyone off. was like falling asleep. Okay. Like I when know. you get into her stuff, right? Yeah. So Once we were you like, got to, it should have started with physical, right? Yeah. That's the, Which, yeah. By the way, that song was not in the original no. musical. No. They wrote it for the movie to spotlight her vocal capabilities. Yeah. They they said she needs a solo. She needs a ballad. She needs something big because this woman can sing like nobody's business. And they wrote that for her, and it was a huge hit. What were the other songs? They wrote uh, Grease is the Word, right? That was written for the movie as well. The opening credit theme, that one? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah uh, Barry well, Gibb wrote that. Right, right. What about Hand Drive? I don't, I don't know. Hand Job? <laughs> um, no, I think wait. That, that was the musical, no? I don't know. What, uh, what song? Hand Drive? Hand Drive? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, Blue I, yeah. Moon was I, uh, not in the musical. I don't know. I, I've... I've never seen it on stage. It's a, it's a lot more um, dirty, dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, of course. Uh, so in 1992, uh, she had first announced that she had been diagnosed with breast cancer, and in 2017, uh, she shared that it had spread to her sacrum, which is a bone yeah. in your lower back. Uh, she often referred to herself as a cancer thriver and has been a longtime advocate for cancer awareness research. So let's play that clip. Uh, I have it here. We couldn't. Um... Okay. I, I have them here. Okay, where? Uh, on the uh, hotkeys right here. Okay, go ahead and, and fire that one up if you would, please. Try not to. You have to think about it. I mean, it's part of life. And, of course, if you have a cancer diagnosis, um, your death is kind of there, whereas most people, we don't have a clue when we're going to die. Yeah. And I could die tomorrow. A tree could fall on me. So it's just that we have that knowledge that we could die. I try not to think about it too much, but I try to meditate and be peaceful about it and know that everyone I love is there. Yeah. So uh, there's something to look forward to. 
You know what? I, she was British-born, I'd read. Yeah, it's funny. She's so associated with Australia because that's where she was raised, right? Yeah, she has to be, and she has that Australian accent. Yeah, but yeah. when I saw British-born uh, in the news, I was like, oh, okay. What the? I, was, I always thought Australia, unless I'm incorrect, Nick. I don't know if No, it, no, you're no, right. She was born in England, Cambridge, yeah. When did we have her on? It was on the phone. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I don't, and she was great. I can't keep track of time anymore, so I don't right. know if it was three weeks ago or five, five years ago, but it was. she was such a... Easy conversation to have. Uh, she began her career touring with Pat Farrar as one half of Pat and Olivia before producing a few solo albums in the early 1970s. She received her first Grammy nomination for the title track to her 1973 album, Let Me Be There. And uh, I have that uh, isolated. Where is that, Casey? Right here. Here we go. This is... She had a little country flavor. Definitely when she first came on the scene. Yep. Make it right. Let me take you to the Wonderland below. Only you can share. All I ask you is let me be there. Oh, let me be there. <laughs> yeah. So, so she had uh, she had that kind of country flavor. Uh, and I was try I was going through the list of songs, and Kathy talk about the ultimate sleepy one uh-huh. was. Uh, I honestly love you. <laughs> I mean, I, I we purposely didn't put that one on in the car because that might you'd veer into a you, yeah, I'd fall asleep. Yeah, I listening don't, to it. I don't know how what they were playing off of. You know, the sound system at the pool, but it mm-hmm. got to that towards the end. Like they went through all the grease music, and then it got to her stuff. And yet at the end, it was like it was halfway through one of the songs, and then all of a sudden it changed. Yeah, like, yeah okay, well that was a nice tribute. Right, enough of that. <laughs> so she was nominated for twelve Grammys throughout the course of her career, and she is a four time Grammy. Emmy winner. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, 1978, she starred in Greece, of course, with John Travolta, and uh, other acting credits included Xanadu, Two of a Kind, Glee, A Few Best Men, and the very excellent Mr. Dundee. Xanadu is a guilty pleasure. That's yeah. with Gene Kelly and uh, Swan from the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's the ELO music is really good. Uh, John Travolta shared his love for uh, her on Instagram on Monday. He wrote, My dearest Olivia. You made all our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road when we will all be be together again. Yours from the first moment I saw you and forever. You're Danny. You're John. He relayed a story. It might have been on our show, or maybe I'm just attaching it to our show, but uh, uh, when his, uh, they would get together fairly frequently, uh, he and uh, his wife, when she was alive, sadly she passed from breast cancer as well. Yeah. But um, uh, her husband, Olivia Newton-John's husband, had never seen Greece. Oh, that's right. And so they went out into his jet, yeah. his commercial jet, which is parked <laughs> outside of his house, got on board and watched the movie in the jet. Wow. Wow. Well, such sad news, but, uh, you know, it's, they, leave, they leave behind it just an, an absolute classic of entertainment. Greece is still... Oh, my God. My, my kids... It'll continue to be. I, it's timeless. It, it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't age. I mean, because it's of a, it's of a time. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a retro film. It's, it's a, yeah. of a different, you know... There was a tangible look gasp back. when she came out. And oh. you learn the valuable lesson. Yeah. If you want to get guys, you got to be a slut. Yeah, you got to be a slut. Come on. <laughs> you got to give in. Yeah. Give it up freely. <laughs> My aunt did, Sluts, get ahead. My aunt didn't like the movie because of that. I know. <laughs> Just be a slut, Sandy. Look at her. Look at Sandy. She's a slut now. Yeah. She's going to be successful. Hey, I mean, everybody glosses over the fact that he went, like, full-on, like, 
wuss, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. he did the same thing. He became a jock. She yeah. finally saw the light. Well, now she's the slut I always needed. No, he tried to become a jock. <laughs> But they, but slut wins. Yeah, they yeah. eventually. I they, was going to learn learn stuff in school. No, he, you remember right? no track he eventually found. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was what he was trying out. But at the very very end, he was wearing like the Letterman sweater. Oh, yeah. And and then he was like, oh. And then she was like all slutted out. He goes, okay, you win. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> slut he, wins. Off and he was a greaser again. <laughs> I have a few Sandy, other, a few you're other. a slut. <laughs> <laughs> you won my heart. You yeah. slut. Yeah. Sandy, when did you become a slut? <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> when did you become Jeffrey Bezos? <laughs> Sorry. Wow. All right, well, anyway. <laughs> you started Amazon. <laughs> I have a few other stories <laughs> okay. that we're going to need to get to. Uh, All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, after news broke on Friday that Anne Hayes crashed her car in a Los Angeles home into a Los Angeles home, uh, rep for the actress shared that she is in critical condition. So she was stable on Saturday. She's obviously taken a downward. They said slide. she slipped into a coma. Yeah, her spokesperson mm. said she had a significant pulmonary injury requiring mechanical ventilation and burns that require surgical intervention. Mm. She is in a coma. And has not regained consciousness since shortly after the accident. So she was actually in that car as it was burning, yeah. all the smoke and all of that. For uh, there's different estimates on how long, but it was a long time. They had to use a sort of jerry rigged type of way of getting her out of the car. And then there was that, I don't know, we have the clip from yesterday, if it ever made it over, case of the news reporters reacting. She actually sat up on the gurney. Like in shock as they were putting her into the ambulance. Uh, I don't. It's all right. It's no problem. But it was it was just wild to hear because you can see she's on the gurney and then she sits up. Uh, police did obtain a warrant uh, to test her blood for drugs and alcohol. A representative for the police said that uh, the info we received this morning was a warrant that was obtained the same day as a traffic collision, uh, which was August fifth. The warrant was to draw blood, and an investigation is ongoing pending the blood test results. If found intoxicated, should be charged with misdemeanor DUI. Hit and run. That that hasn't been proven yet, but uh, no arrests have been made so far. But they will obviously look into. That. So there are multiple camera angles of her driving at an incredible speed. Oh, They're like really? the doorbell cameras where she passes by, and then you can hear on one of the doorbell uh, cameras the collision with the house. Um, all right, so on to another. Interesting story. Uh, Elton John teased his Tiny Dancer collaboration with Britney Spears on Instagram yesterday. Uh, He shared a post that simply stated, hold me closer with a rose and a rocket emoji underneath to symbolize each artist. Uh, Last month, Page Six reported that the Toxic Singer secretly recorded the duet with John at his home in Beverly Hills for release in August. An official drop date has not been revealed yet. All you people want is more, 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 more. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know what to think about that. Teddy Dancer is one of my absolute, absolute favorites. Yeah, but... Especially the almost famous uh, rendition. Yep, we'll have to see. Hopefully, they don't Maybe she'll make it better, Preston. Oh, yeah, let's let's see if that happens. Uh, Eshin Kutcher has spoken out about his rare autoimmune disorder diagnosis for the first time. Uh, the actor said during a sneak peek of his Running Wild but Bear Grills The Challenge appearance, uh, he said, uh, about two years ago, I had this weird, super rare form of vasculitis. Uh, I did some reading on this, man. I had never heard of it. He said it knocked out my vision. It knocked out my hearing. It knocked out, like, all of my equilibrium. And he said, you don't really appreciate it until it's gone. Until you go, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to see again. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to hear again. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to walk again. 
Uh, Kutcher told Bear Grylls that he's lucky to be alive, adding, the minute you start seeing your obstacles as things that are made for you to give you what you need, then life starts to get fun, right? You start surfing on top of your problems instead of living underneath them. That's good advice. Uh, Grylls insisted, what do they say about survival? Uh, Storms make you stronger, and I think he's living proof of that. Uh, they also pranked him uh, for uh, on this particular episode, uh, kind of playing with the, the punked days. I don't know what they did, but where it is, that's what happened. So what? What he he got to the point now. It can be treated with steroids and other things, but um, if it goes too long, it can start to damage your internal organs. But mm-hmm. that was the better part of a year where he was dealing with that. Yep. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's granddaughter, uh, Amara Sky Dean. And I'm going to share where her name Whoopi came from. Okay, yeah. Uh, Shared her favorite story about the ghost actress in a preview clip of Entertainment Weekly's Claim to Fame. And it involves a fart war with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. Uh Uh-huh. And we've heard Whoopi fart before. She farts a lot. Yeah. Uh, In the clip, Dean recalled the story that her grandmother once told her. She said, Robin, she, she, Robin Williams, and Billy Crystal were standing in an elevator and Robin Williams was just farting his life away. <laughs> and I guess they were Dutch ovening each other, just basking in the ambiance of farts, she said. And she shared that uh, she she likes to fart, and she said that Whoopi cushions farts. And that's how Karen Johnson became Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, Whoopi, Whoopi cushion. cushion. No how way. about that? So as I guess as a nickname amongst friends, she would cushion her farts. And there they started calling her Whoopi Cushion or okay. just Whoopi after that. And that's where her name came that from. That makes sense. I like that. Absolutely. It's a good nickname, and it stuck, for obviously. chronic guess. I was <laughs> laughing with my mom <laughs> the weekend because we were talking about ghosts, and uh, my mom and dad had gone and seen ghosts together. Right. And, and there's this really tender moment at the end of the movie where, um, you know, uh, whatever Whoopi's character's name is. She and kisses him she as, kisses as, him. as he's the ghost, yes. Right. And so it's this tender moment, and Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore are kissing. And my dad is in the movie theater and just loses it laughing because he's just imagining, because in real life, what's happening is Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore are the ones that are kissing. And my dad just ruined it. Well, I don't even know if he ruined it or not, but (laughs) I was cracking up. I mean, how many many years ago was that? 30 years ago? A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the flash star Ezra Miller is now embroiled in even more controversy. <laughs> oh, Deadline geez. reports that Miller allegedly stole alcohol from home in Vermont, and they're now being charged with felony burglary. Uh, the report uh, reads, at approximately 1755 hours, a Vermont State Police was notified of a burglary complaint at a residence in the town of Stamford, Vermont. The initial findings indicated that several bottles of alcohol were taken from within the residence, while the homeowners were not present, as a result of an investigation that included surveillance videos and statements, probable cause was found to charge Ezra M. Miller with the offense of felony burglary into an unoccupied <laughs> dwelling. They can't, so they must oh, be looking man. at this. By the way, the, the advanced word on the movie, The Flash, is really, really good. And uh, everything's in place. I bet you they're just, can we get... Just, just release this thing before he does something even worse. Uh, this comes days after uh, Warner Brothers confirmed that The Flash was still on course for its 2023 theatrical release. I wonder if he has any family or anybody. Is anybody trying to put the brakes on what he's doing? I don't know. You remember that movie he was in? It was one of the first times I think I ever saw him where he, let's talk about. The, the, there's a troubled kid who, who brings a, a bow and arrow into school and starts 
Killing Kids. Do you remember this? No. Okay. Uh, it was one of the first movies. I forget the title of it. Nick, if you could look it up. We need to talk about Kevin? We need to talk about Kevin. Okay. He plays a, a deranged kid. That was one of the first times you saw him. Uh-huh. But now it seems to be like this. this then maybe that's why he was so good in the role. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I have for you? A source told People Monday that Pete Davidson has been in trauma therapy since April in a large part due to the harassment he's experienced from Kanye West. Well, I don't believe that. Uh, so the source said that the attention and negativity coming from Kanye and his antics is, uh, is a trigger for Pete. And he's had to seek out help. I mean, but he's had struggles before, right? I, well, maybe he found a Kanye West support group. Uh, the source added that the Saturday Night Live star has no regrets for dating Kim and wants to be and wants it to be made very clear that uh, she's been nothing but supportive of him throughout their relationship. You know, I bet it was Steve that it wasn't the Kanye um, harassment that got to him. It, it was the Kanye supporters who then followed Kanye's lead and then attacked uh, him as a result. Uh, could be it. You All know. right. All right. Maybe, maybe that's a good point. Maybe. His legions of Kanyeites. Uh, David McCullough, award-winning author, narrator, historian, and television host, died on Sunday at his uh, Hingham, Massachusetts home. He was 89 years old. I met him. Um, he he wrote the John Adams book That's that was correct. turned into the miniseries, and so Tom Hanks and uh, produced it, and um, uh, it, they did uh, had a premiere of that right here in Philadelphia. And uh, Kathy, it was the time where I asked Tom Hanks about Wilson, the, yes. the volleyball, and but David McCulloch was there, and he, he was such a nice guy, and that's a great book that was turned into a really great miniseries. So he wrote uh, Truman and John Adams, and he notched uh, two Pulitzer Prizes in a 10-year span for oh, those two. Yeah. He was, at the time of his death, he was working on the Nick McElwain book. Oh, was, yeah. He yeah. was so impressed by that meeting. We, guess what I get to do? Well, <laughs> you, you guys will know him from something else, which is kind of interesting. He also won the National Book Award twice for The Path Between Seas, the creation of the Panama Canal, uh-huh. and uh, The Mornings on Horseback in 1981. In 2006, he was awarded the highest civilian award of the United States, the Presidential Medal of Freedom for his literary works and chronicling histories of some of the nation's most prominent political figures. Like uh, Ken Burns is a huge fan of his. That John Adams series was was so good. I I should watch it again. Now, also, he hosted shows on public television, including Smithsonian World, The American Experience, and narrated documentaries like The Civil War, which was, you know, uh, 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 Burns, Ken Burns. But one of his most notable voice roles was serving, and I never knew who did this, and I thought, such a great job. He was the narrator for Seabiscuit. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. I loved I Me too. Didn't make the connection. I did but not that, know that. that narration is so critical. Yep. To the, the heartfelt nature of that beautiful movie, if you've never seen it, it really adds just the absolute Why perfect was narr- visual touch. Why was there narration in that movie? I it, mean, well, it was based on a, on a, on a best-selling book, and right. so they, they I, for whatever reason they chose to go with it, it works. Yeah. It works so well. Because yeah. some people feel that narration in a movie is sort of a... Uh, Distraction takes you out of the movie? And it's like a, a cheat. cheat. Yeah, it's a yeah. storytelling cheat, and mm-hmm. instead of telling it through the acting and the writing, you, you need a voiceover to tell you what's happening. I disagree. I disagree because, it, especially when Seabiscuit was out, this was pre... Um, uh, when you could do 10 hours of, of a, a, and break up a film and, right. and make it into a series like that, um, it's a shortcut that can get to some of the details 
rather than doing them dramatically. Basically, here was here was the way things were back then, and you know, and, and it just kind of lays it out. So I, I'm a fan of narration. Well, yeah, when it's done right like that, and in Seabiscuit, what happens is that he he the the narration frames it of what what people were feeling at that time and the depression and what Seabiscuit yep. meant to them. Yep, exactly. So John Quincy Adams is what to John Adams? Is it his, his son? Dry cleaner. It's, all right, so it's not his. <laughs> Well, it's not his grandson. But he got the gig, Steve, because he was his son. <laughs> I'm J.Q. Adams, and I'll get that stain out too sweet. Because we martinize. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason I was asking is I was, we, I was hanging out with... Uh, with a couple of the descendants, direct descendants of John Adams. Okay. Because uh, a girl who used to work here, Sophia... Uh, She's a little girl in uh, Christmas Vacation. No, that's Ellen Latson. Uh, no, Sophia is uh, is with uh, John Quincy, and they had a baby together. And so, Sophia, she used to, you know who Sophia yes, is? Yes, I absolutely right? do. In the sales yes. department. Yeah. yeah. So her son is uh, John Quincy Adams. So wow. he's named John Quincy Adams? Yeah, because it is a direct descendant okay. of that whole... Adams Clan. That's pretty wild. Excellent. The Adams family. <laughs> All right. So, a uh, gentleman by the name of Ryan Fellows, street racer and cast member of the Discovery Series Street Outlaws Fastest in America, died in a car accident on Sunday. Oh, man. Uh, he was 41 years old. A Discovery spokesperson said the Street Outlaws family's heartbroken by the accident led to the tragic death of Ryan Fellows. We extend our deepest sympathy to Ryan's loved ones as they process this sudden and devastating loss. So, it wasn't done or didn't occur while they were doing the show. It, it did. It did. He oh. died while filming. Oh, for Fastest man. in America in Vegas. Uh, during one of the races scheduled for the show on Sunday morning, his Nissan 240Z lost control near the finish line, rolled over, caught on fire, and they were unable to pull him out of car. Um, Fastest in America is one of four Discovery Channel shows in the Street Outlaws franchise, along with the original show Memphis and No Prep Kings. Uh, the franchise, which premiered in 2013, provides an inside look into the world of street racing. Not for anything, but there are so many of these Shows and sub shows, like the one where they 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 um, they're like blacksmiths and they make weapons. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. forged in fire. Forged, forged yeah. in fire. Yeah, they, uh, I, I, I wonder what I was watching. Fear in the woods over the weekend. There was a marathon. It was all like Bigfoot sightings. And uh, like, what percentage? Oh, what do they consider a success when they air that? You yeah. know, what number do they have to hit? And who actually was watching Forged in Fire? <sighs> Well, so they have blown away, which is a glass blowing competition. I've seen that too, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I wanted to get your take on that because the writers they they try and do these puns, and they're they're hard. And if I'm saying they're horrible, right, 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 they're, they're really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if you were able to catch any. Of that. No, I didn't. All I know is there was once a show called Billy the Exterminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyone, can right? Have, anyone can have a Billy television the, show. Yeah. All right. Um. Actor Eddie Deason. Obviously, we lost uh, Olivia Newton-John, uh, but Eddie Deason is from the world of Greece. He played Eugene, Eugene Felsnick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been found not competent to stand trial. Oh. Uh, he was arrested in April for allegedly forcing his way into a privately owned nursing facility and refusing to leave. But a commitment order says a mental disorder means that he can't go on trial in relation to the incident. And he's now been transferred to the Maryland Department of Health for treatment. Yeah, he's on a downward slope. He was also in the movie 1941. Do you remember that? I do. Film? He was the... also in, he's been in a bunch of things. He was in, um, uh, what was the, uh, Zapped? Zapped. He was in that movie. He was, uh, he, he's just one of those characters. That, Casey, he was in uh, The All-Nighter. Uh, yeah, The uh, Midnight Leon. Madness. Yeah, yeah. Midnight Madness, yeah. yeah. So Spielberg thought, uh, Spielberg taught was taught, or at least took a couple of film classes with Jerry Lewis at USC. 
and he thought Eddie Deason was the next coming of Jerry Lewis. Yeah, he had that yeah. kind of vibe about no. him. You know who always Steve? He's the the know it all kid in uh, Polar Express. That's, That's right. right. He yes. has the voice, and he has that. He has That's that very annoying. Yeah. Uh, the sixty five year old actor is considered a danger to himself and others around him, and will remain in the health department's care until the court deems him the, no longer posing a threat. Uh, he was arrested after forcing his way into a nursing home and ignoring a woman's request uh, for him to leave. The unnamed female told police Eddie had been by her place a number of times before and usually leaves behind items with occupying uh, accompanying notes as well. Uh, security camera footage from a neighbor a few doors down showed the actor also approaching their house the same night and allegedly trying to open a front door. So he is he's not in his right mind. Who crashes a uh, nursing home? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he was going, I think he was going after a particular person. Oh, was like he, he? It sounds oh, like well, he that's might be horrible. obsessed with someone. So... Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, the actor who was shirtless reportedly uh, was reported to have hidden behind a woman in a booth and refused officers' orders to leave and ultimately had to be forcibly removed uh, from a restaurant as well. So that was another thing that that he did. So, yeah, he's uh, and apparently... Do you he, know who I am? I'm Edward Deason. Right. All right, uh, one more quick thing, and then we will move on to the clips. Let's go with this. Uh, just three weeks after going public... The Bachelorette alum Tyler Cameron and model Paige Lorenz are now going their separate ways. What? You've got to be kidding me. He doesn't love her. What? That's what he said? No. I don't love you. Yeah, that's... There you go. (laughs) Three weeks ago I loved you. Yeah. But now I don't love you. Life is funny that way. On E's Daily Pop Monday, Cameron said, We actually had to take a step back. We had to step back. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't good for us. fell off the balcony. Uh, so we're back to not dating anymore. We're back to not being back together. <laughs> uh, just doing... Back to the future. What? Back to the future. Oh, the, like the movie. Okay. How fast did you have to go to get up to uh, to go back to the future? I don't know. <laughs> I just know the title. I never saw it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Not since you referenced it, right. maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you said we're, we're so we're back to not dating anymore. <laughs> just doing our own thing right now. I'd like to get back to not doing something. But we have uh, tons of respect and love for each other. She's sure. so smart. Yeah. So she can count. Yeah. All right. Uh, and now uh, we shall play the clip for you, Frank. All right, where are those coming up? Is the Vox Pro working? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll explain later. Uh, God, Santa's got to go. Yeah. It's okay. okay. It's all good. It's just an important piece of equipment. It's oh. not working. You want to feel a little better, Preston? Uh, Billy the Exterminator is still on TV. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you <laughs> serious? Swear to God. Good, good, right. good. <laughs> I don't know if I want to work anymore. Since 2009. Yeah. That turned... Oh, sorry. So, so, you were hitting the Billy the uh, Exterminator button. Uh, the new horror comedy, Bodies, 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 is a murderous satire targeted at Gen Z. And here the cast recalls the first night they met and the hilarious way they bonded. Here we go. One of the first yeah. things we did was, I think we played, like, Never Have I Ever in the hotel room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We played a Yeah. Someone a question and it's yeah. random, yeah. and sometimes it'll be like, "What's your favorite color?" And then it'll be like, "What was the worst day of your life?" It felt like we dropped straight back into like a high school sleepover. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies is in theaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go see it. Yeah. Yeah. Next clip. Joe Coy's comedy special coming in hot. 
was unknowingly a stepping stone to landing his first movie role in Easter Sunday. And in this clip, Coy describes how a routine meeting develops into working with a major producer. And here is that clip. And we go in, and literally, it's me and my manager, and it's like every other person that's walking up to you is like, Steven can't stop talking about you. Steven loves your comedy. Steven thinks you're so funny. Like, literally, Steven, Steven, Steven. And they're like, he's been telling everyone to, to, to watch your special, and he loves you, and he wants to make a movie with you. And what, what movie idea do you have? And I pitched Easter Sunday in the room. They bought it in the room. <laughs> Easter Sunday is in theaters now. It actually opened in the top ten, which yeah. is pretty good. And, she, and he just split from Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Were, I forgot right about that. Yeah. They were trying it. it. She was all gaga over him, and then boom, they just turned around like a year later and called and it quits. The weird thing is, they. It seems like they're still together. But I know. They say they're not. It's okay. one of those. All right, that is the entertainment report for you today. We have a lot going on. We're going to give away a Preston and Steve tattoo, courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and also the 12th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash, which is this weekend at the Wildwoods Convention Center. You can get tickets at Villanars.com, but if you're interested in the Tattoos Day, text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll see if you win. Office fans, listen up. Creed Bratton is going to be on the show today. And he is in town, appearing at City Winery tonight at 8 o'clock. Pretty awesome. So that'll be around 8.30. we got some other guests to tell you about him when we return. Stay with us. Why talk on the phone? Just text MMR at 39333. Send requests, comments, or text songs for what we're playing 24-7. The MMR short code. Always open, never busy. 39333. Going back to the heat for, for just a second, and this is the, the real boiler today, the last of these days, so this might be a, a good point to bring this up. But I, I the other day I saw, and we've talked about this before, I know, but I saw a landscaper. Wearing long pants, long sleeve shirts, all the way neck covered up, hat, yeah. I mean, complete, like a winter get up is what it looked like to me. How do you survive in that? How do you, and I know that you're covering up your skin yeah. to protect you from direct sunlight, but it's got to be like a baked potato. <laughs> What I do inside a foil, you know what I mean? How is that possible? I do landscaping. Possible? I wear like a like a frock or a summer dress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to be a little yeah. bit more billowy. I don't know. I don't know how they do that. But for the landscaping thing, for example, since we got the we got my wife is now keeping bees in the yard, and we, occasionally we have landscapers come over, and the guy has to wear a full thing as he's going past the bees, you know. But in just in general, you're right to protect from the sun, to protect from that. I, this guy was just working I and wearing. I that. don't. I don't get that. I've always been told for years, and you'll see them in the desert yeah. wearing, you know, completely covered up. And apparently, as it goes, that actually makes them cooler. I don't know how that works. It doesn't work with me. <laughs> I think I like to wear a short sleeve shirt, and shorts makes me cooler. Not wearing a head to toe covering. I was at a. I know this is different, but I was at a spa over the weekend, and um, the girl I was with was like, we were in a, uh, a sauna, and the the temperature was 194 degrees, and she goes, "We're almost at boiling." Like, oh. that's how. And I was like, oh 194. Right. It was 194 degrees. You can only stay in for 12 minutes. Uh, in, no, 
Yeah. You can't be in 194 was, degrees Nick, heat look for 12 at, minutes. I will show I will show it to you online. It I, was 194 degrees and then you he, went it was one of those you had to go from hot to cold. So you went from uh the sauna and then into I think it was negative 50. Dude, you can toast bread at that <laughs> yeah. temperature. 190. You are you're literally less yeah. than 20 degrees away from boiling. Like Yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. She goes we're almost boiling. <laughs> I don't believe it. Oh, look it up. It was <laughs> 190 degrees sauna. Wow. Was, you sure way, you weren't in a okay. microwave? Here we go. <laughs> Saunas. Here's here's a little bit of information. Uh, this is uh, saunas are small rooms that are heated <laughs> to temperatures. Oh, thank you. Listen to this. Between 150 and 195 degrees. She's right. They often have yeah. unpainted wood interiors and temperature oh. controls. Oh. Friends and family love to use them. <laughs> Did not know. I hate saunas. I can't I don't care them. for them either. You know who's crazy about them, man? The Scandinavians. They oh, yeah. love, love saunas are everywhere in Scandinavia. We Damn have fam- Scandinavians. We, well, we have family in, in uh, Sweden. And so I was like... Amazed that people had saunas in their homes and, and all the hotels would, you know, have little signs to the sauna, to the spa and all that stuff. I'm like, See, what the, but, is the big deal with saunas? <laughs> the big deal with Scandinavians and their saunas? For me, there's, there's uh, I like the saunas. I don't like the steam rooms. Okay, so what, have, you ever, done, have, a have you ever done room. a UV sauna? Like a UV uh, Kathy, they have one at the Orange Cryotherapy Place. Oh, yeah. Something right, right, like right. That. Where yeah. it, it's, it's a type of light. That that heats heats yes. up. You don't like the 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 just you're the in sweating. steam and you can't breathe. Yeah, you almost can't breathe. Right. Like the, in the sauna at 194 it, degrees. It's dry, so it was. I mean, w- we almost had to like tell ourselves to like, okay, just breathe, relax, get through the 12 minutes, and and it really wasn't. Once we like calmed down and just we actually laid down and that helped, uh, and we were breathing. <sighs> it was job. okay. Were you guys all naked? My mom's made out of steakums. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Yeah, Preston, we were we were naked in you're the sauna. You're all naked yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my Does... gosh, I'm feeling things I've never felt before. Oh my God! I've, I'm sorry to hold, no, hold right. on that thought. Being naked. When I was a kid, my, we we belonged to a country club. They had a steam room, <sighs> and it was nothing but naked <laughs> men. Dude, I, I that. hated that. <laughs> hated that. when I was out uh, oh. visiting my dad. So there was a facility it's called the Cooper uh, facility, and it's it's all you know workout related. So they have a hotel there, and I stay there when I go to visit my dad. And Preston, I go into the locker room, and all the guys who are fit are wearing clothes and doing their stuff or a towel or whatever. The old, saggy dudes are all naked. But in the steam room, I'm like, can't we do this exact same activity wearing a, a bathing, bathing suit? suit? <laughs> there's, there's nothing that, that hinders the what the, the purpose of this room is by wearing a bathing yeah, suit. Why is would there? you sit? Why I would you want to? Yeah. Right. You're sitting ass sweat. Naked ass and ball sweat is bad. Oh. Yeah, by the way, I was kidding. I, I thought you were joking, asking if, if no, I was naked. Was... No, we were in bathing suits. You were? Okay. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. Casey, I'm sorry. What were no, you saying? No, I was say? just asking because with COVID, does if you're, because I've been in a sauna, a steam room at my, uh, at my gym, and I'm like, all right, is... Does it like do better in here or does it do worse oh. in here as far as spreading? Because they're all like in close. Yeah. Are you thrive, is COVID thriving in a steam room? Yes. <laughs> or, or, or are you better off in there? Like, <laughs> right. I, I have no idea like how that how no. that ends up working because they're always enclosed. There is no air circulation. I would, I would rather have COVID. I'd rather have leprosy than be in a room full of uh, uh, naked 90 year old guys. Yeah. Wow. 
Horrible. <laughs> but we went from the sauna, which was 195, to uh, what was called the snow room, and it was negative 50. What was Negative 50? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so so, so this did your ex- nipples explode? <laughs> this extreme temperature jump is part of whatever therapeutic thing Correct. you were doing, right? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I felt great afterwards. Huh. We okay. did it twice um, okay. in one day, and I my felt... My feels like a snow cone. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> it's incredibly invigorating. Uh, my cooters, it just feels like a snow cone. Oh, my God. Like a peppermint patty. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, kind of like that. So, um, did, did you did, when you did that after you did the extremes? Because cryo was the big thing for a while. Yeah. So, so now they pair it with the extreme temperature um, disparity here. What did you when you did both? What did you immediately feel? I, like just kind of like energized, and um, I don't know. I just like my body felt good. Like my muscles felt good. I wasn't huh. like achy or anything like that. And, and the whole treatment is a half hour. Well, this was no. So this was part. There were. Um, it's a spa, so okay. you can you do it on your own. Okay. That, that part you do on your own. They just give you the the times. Like basically, right. don't stay in 195 degrees over I 12 do a minutes. Slighter different version of that. I do pool, hot tub, pool. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. Cold, okay. warm, cold. Isn't that's that wonderful? Isn't that what killed Stalin? Stalin died in a, in a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I, I heard <laughs> these shots. that. It's too hot. I heard that there was a shock to his system. He ended up having a heart attack from going from the extreme heat. You might be right. I don't think it was a sauna based. No, I said hot tub. tub. A hot tub? I'm at Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, Nick is pulling up his. No, that's death toll, Nick. Yeah, there's, uh, there's not a, his death. Yeah, yeah. When you look How up, many people he, he killed. You look up uh, Joseph Stalin and death. Uh, the first thing that does comes up that comes up is not his own. Yeah. But he died of a stroke. All right. But what, uh, I don't know. It caused by any. I don't know, Case. I can't. Whippets. <laughs> Dude was doing whippets, man. <laughs> and it finally said, "Ain't this relax?" Uh, death uh. and funeral. Here you go, Nick. Uh, found. Se- here you go. On March first, first nineteen fifty-three, Stalin's staff found him semi-conscious on the bedroom floor. Uh, he had suffered a cerebral hemorrhage. Uh, he was moved onto a couch, remained there for three days. He was. Hand-fed using a spoon, giving various medicines and injections. Case okay. I don't see anything about you know a, it hot was in tub. a hot tub. It was in a jacuzzi. <laughs> I was on my Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was that these a? These are uh, one of those things that I was I was told in listen, a conversation. It, it like, doesn't it, seem ridiculous. Yeah. You talk about the you know the, the temperatures Dude. and so on and so forth. He choked on a taco salad. <laughs> <laughs> This is all just random. Yeah. Urban maybe, myth. maybe it was Lennon. I don't know. I got hit in the oh. head with doorknob. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> if you want to use this as a transition, I, I would like to. Okay. okay. So, but I, I just had to point this out. I, I, you know, I, I don't know how you guys do it, and and I know we've talked about the really hottest jobs, and we're not going to go down that path no. right now. But but seeing people outdoors on days like this. Working, moving around equipment, and and from head to toe, completely covered, other than their face, blows my mind. I don't know how you stay. You probably well, you lose a lot of water weight. Yeah, maybe it's like and, a train. It's like yeah. a vision quest. Somebody was calling in that it's kind of like uh, 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 the 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 sweat stays in the fabric and keeps you cool. I don't know. Remember though, the warning sign when you stop sweating. That's that's yeah. an issue. You end yeah. coming up on heat stroke. All right, so Nick had something he wanted to share about Stalin. Well, it's it's funny that I mean Casey made that reference because uh, you heard something at some point, Casey, where that registered with you that made sense, right? Right. right. And um, and I had a moment over vacation where uh, I was I was thinking one thing 
that was very, very true, and it turns out I could not have been more wrong. And it just was a moment where I was like, I am a, a stone-cold moron, <laughs> and I've been expecting something to happen one way, and I couldn't have been more wrong, right? right. And I just felt like such an idiot halfway through this experience. So um, there was a movie that came out last year called House of Gucci. Yes. Yeah. And I, I hadn't seen it yet, Steve, so I, I was like, yeah, it's got some uh, award <laughs> nominations, and, and I like all the actors in it. Uh, I can't wait to see this movie, and I've wanted to see it for a while. So oh, I sat man. down and, what? Do you no, know where I'm going uh, with this? Maybe. All right. So I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, this isn't really what I expect. And, and But, I, you know, Lady Gaga's terrific, and I really like Adam Driver, and I'm enjoying it. And I I'm keep waiting for this thing to happen that um, uh, doesn't happen at all ever. Oh, I can't wait to hear what this is. Well, uh, Preston, in my mind, I thought that the movie was House of Versace. Oh! And I'm waiting for the murder. The murder to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, why has Donatella Versace not shown up in this movie yet? Yeah. I completely, in my brain, confused Gucci with Versace. Versace. And yeah. I'm thinking Italian fashion houses, and I'm like, well, this is clearly a movie about the murders that happened in yeah. South Florida. I knew that the there was some crime involved with the Gucci family. Uh, and and I, like, I got to like two-thirds of the way through the movie. I'm like, oh, this isn't about the Versace. <laughs> I could all. see that, though. I could. Gucci Versace. I was watching the movie with my girlfriend, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, this... Where, When's it where, murder? Are, where are the Versace's? And I felt like <laughs> such a freaking idiot. This is not the same thing, but it does involve mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. something and having expectations. Okay, okay so we watched um, the uh, show The Righteous Gemstones. Right. And so I'm watching uh, the episodes, and I'm, I'm watching this one episode, and, uh, you know, it's, it's the next to last episode, and it ends, and I'm like... Well, how the hell are they going to follow up that? What is the next episode going to be? There's, n- where are they going to go with this? It was the last episode, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they tied it all up. And right. I was not ready for it to be all wrapped up and done. They left no one. The, the, yeah, the, 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 there's nowhere to go. The conclusion it happened. All this. I'm like, well, what are they going to do next after this? I just don't see where this can go. I don't go. get it. And, that uh, was a uh, deer hunter for me because I rented it from the library at school. That's right. They gave me the second tape. <laughs> I didn't realize that there were two tapes. Yours starts right off of Vietnam. My, I, I mean, yeah. I have there no, are no deer in this movie at <laughs> they all. They have gone hunting once. Yeah. No, and then it, I mean, you know, the thing happens with walk-in and and uh, and then the movie's over. The Russian roulette like, sequence. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I. Uh, and then I grabbed the videotape and said two of two. I was like, oh, well, you got to be kidding me. Let me go back to this, Nick. Have you always kind of accidentally interchanged Gucci and Versace in I, your mind? I think that I didn't realize that I you're had wearing it. Versace today. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I realized, Steve, um, a side note, that you and Casey and I are all wearing Sixers t-shirts. <laughs> we are, yeah. And you and Casey, oh you and Casey are the same, same one. same exact one, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Yes. Yeah. I didn't even notice. <laughs> By the way, somebody texted and said, Nick, I did the same damn thing as you. Okay, that makes well me then, feel better. What was, it, how, how about this? I'm sorry. Here's another one. Somebody once told me that Fred Rerun Barry was Halle Berry's father. <laughs> and like an idiot, I believed it. <laughs> Fred Rerun Barry was Halle Berry's father. Oh, That's great. Well, well, someone just... told me that Stalin died in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> no, Preston, I just, in my mind, I think I did. I thought Gucci and, and Versace were the same thing, and I just, they, they, they were interchangeable in my brain. I know that I interchange things, and I can't think of something, an example right now, but I know for sure that I do the same thing. Well, with actors, it happens yeah. frequently, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. and I guess maybe that's just sort of the same name association, but I'm like, yeah, Italian <laughs> designer? This movie, I can't wait for Versace. Well, there is, by the way, a... 
a, yes. uh, a movie uh, that was made, I think it was on HBO, about the murder of Versace. Oh, I should watch yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it, Nick? Uh, the okay. movie? Uh, House yeah. Gucci? Yeah. All right, but what's what's the driving force of the story? Like, what's the controversy with Gucci? Uh, they go to a planet with large blue people? Oh. No, that's Avatar. Oh, oh. <laughs> so somebody ends up going to prison. Yeah, Adam the- Driver and Lady Gaga, uh, they're, they are both uh, Gucci's. Adam Driver is uh, in that house of Gucci, and he marries Lady Gaga, who is not a Gucci by, by birth. And then uh, it's about their relationship and how things sort of go awry. And how she kind of took over. Yes. Oh. And so it starts off with uh, something happening to Adam Driver's character. And then by the end of the movie, you figure out how that happens. Uh, it got a lot of acclaim. It was it was okay movie. It's not bad. Uh, but it's not at all about Versace. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Is it about Versace? Here's a text that says, I adopted a dog around Halloween. Netflix was uh, pushing Halloween movies on the homepage. And it took me 20 minutes to realize that I put on, instead of putting on Cujo, I put on Benji, the heartwarming family movie. <laughs> what is this little dog? Eventually get uh, rabies and turn huge and start killing people. I know, that's really not a threatening dog. No. In fact, no. he seems rather pleasant. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. There's some other texts coming in. Uh, what is this? I didn't realize Westworld was a movie from 1974 and thought that it was the first episode and thought that it really escalated quickly for episode one. <laughs> they pulled up the he movie. He watched the movie, instead, which, by the way, is a great movie. Instead of the series. Yeah. I've done that before on Netflix or Hulu, thinking that I'm getting into a series and really I'm watching a movie. And I'm like, this is the longest first episode mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And then, but then, and I was enjoying it. There was one specifically. I was enjoying it, thinking it was uh, a series. Right. And then when I realized it was a movie, I was like, "Oh man, this is all right." Yeah. Like I don't know why it just changed my thought. It's on- the way things are laid out a lot of times, menu wise. And let me ask you guys: like, if you're watching a series and you go over and and <laughs> to determine if you watch the last episode, do you oh, find yeah. you're always having to do that? Like. You put it on for a little bit to see if you watched yes. it. Because the way they have them yeah. laid out, and a lot of sometimes they don't have that, that line that appears at the bottom that says watched or whatever. And it's uh, yeah, it's like, oh, now I have to do this CSI to figure out where I am in this series. Uh, here's a text that says, my, friends, my friend convinced a co-worker that Uma Thurman was Strom Thurman's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just for fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I constantly do stuff like that. My wife, will, will she'll believe the whatever BS I'm rattling off. Well, Deers Don't Have Sphincters has been a thing on our show for a long time. Right, right. Because my buddy told me that Deers Don't Have Sphincters, that way they can poop on the run. Right. And, uh, and then he... Kind of doubled down on that not too long ago because I he had earnestly said, believed it. Well, when I told him yeah. that I got made fun of on the show for saying that, he's right. like, I can't believe you actually said that or you would believe it. But then when he and I were talking not that long ago, he kind of said that they don't have like external, they have like, I guess. T- uh, we usually have like two sphincters, and that deers. And I didn't look this up, so maybe we could find this out that they don't have like an external sphincter. That way, they can uh, poop an, on the run. What's an external sphincter? I, I don't know. I do not know. I think you have. Like, uh, this uh, is too complex for me. Uh, I love this text. It says, "When I first started listening to the Preston and Steve show, I didn't know that the lesson question of the day was from previous show jokes or comments." 
I spent a month or so thinking <laughs> that Abe Lincoln was the first president to coin the phrase cowabunga. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear God. This is a real trivia question. <laughs> my high school teacher had to set me straight. Oh, I'm sorry. God. Abe oh, Lincoln no. did not. Oh, the phrase cowabunga. I don't remember what. Do but you remember Steve, where that came you, from? I don't. But you will deliver lines sometimes, and yeah. just completely straight. And I have to check because sometimes they are facts. Right. More often than not, they're but they're jokes. They're woven in with yes, semi-sounding but this correct was material. The, the question at the end of the day. So if they didn't know that, right? They would have thought that a... yes. Yeah. Oh my God! This, that Abe Lincoln going <laughs> cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> These things are so random. Here's another uh-huh. text that says, uh, I didn't know the sun was a star until I was in college. Wow. Yeah, man. I can... Uh, it's I called, mean, it's called something different. Yeah. You know, it's like stars come out at night. Yeah. Yeah. The sun's out during the day. Right. It's the only... You liar. the only star that's out during the day. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Um... What is this? It says, uh, first time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they had John Lennon exhibit. We went to watch the, the little movie... At the start, and it was two hour and ten minute documentary. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a little quick. Your little little introduction to the museum. Uh, somebody, I uh, my husband convinced my his sister that the bubbles in tapioca were gosh eggs. Oh, goose eggs. <laughs> she texted him years later. Okay, the Listen. bubbles in tapioca are goose eggs. I don't know. I think that's what it says. So, uh, anyway. or gosh eggs. What are gosh eggs? I have no idea. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow. <laughs> Um, so... We all have these moments. We have moments. (laughs) Yeah. And it's okay to have a moment or two. Yes. It's what we do. It ends up happening. So, nonetheless, but thank you for sharing that, Nick. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Damn Italian designer. And the movie was just okay because I thought about watching it. I really liked it. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... I knew a little bit of the story behind it, but I didn't realize uh, what the wife had done, so I found it very interesting. I I think it's okay. Jared Leto's in it, and you you do not recognize him. Oh, my God. Totally done so up in a weird way, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quirky. It's Ridley Scott, so he's a top director, and yeah. it's just uh, not everyone's cup of tea, especially right. if you're tuning in for the Versace stuff. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to yeah. make any sense. All right, we're going to take a break. We had a bunch of guests on the program. Uh, we have Creed Bratton from uh, The Office. Yes. He's a musician as well. A longtime musician. Performing at City Winery on the main stage tonight, uh, 8 o'clock. We will talk to him in a little less than an hour or so. We're also going to talk to uh, Cal Petty, his new book about Car- Katy Perry. <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, but he'll be joining us. And our friend Jake Matera yeah. is going to be yes. at uh, Punchline Philly tomorrow night. So he's going to be checking in as well. We're going to take a break and be back in a moment. Bizarre Pile Stories coming up. We not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, quickly, before we get to the V-File, a couple little shout-outs. Yeah, Don't mind. I got some uh, ones that I want to mention. This was a um, 
one that I got over the weekend says, hey, my parents, huge fans of uh, MMR. We moved to Florida in 2015, and they still stream MMR every single day. It is literally on right now at the beach. That's cool. My mom, specifically, is a huge fan of your show. She texts in all the time. My parents' 30th wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. Okay. They wanted me to do this on August 29th. I didn't well, you're put doing it. a date. No, it's not August 29th. <laughs> I'm looking for some way to surprise them. I was wondering. Surprise! I should have read this ahead of time. I was wondering if there's anything you could do for them, like a signed picture or even just a shout out on the radio. They love it. Their names are Kim and John Maggie or McGee, M A G E E. That'd be McGee. McGee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And they're amazing parents, the best ever, and it would mean so much to them. Uh, Thank you so much. Oh, man. Uh And it just says sent for my iPhone. I don't even have their name. I have Kim and John McGee, but I don't have who this is from. That's not your fault. So no. one of your children yeah. loves you very much and wants to wish you a uh, happy anniversary. And here's a shout out. Uh, but didn't th- have the decency to request the date that it occurs on. And, and thanks for listening uh, in Florida and taking this with you since 2015, which is cool. Um, here is, uh, let's see. Let me make sure there's not a date on yeah. here. 2024. No, it says Preston, long-time listener here. From day one, uh, I was a lucky traveler to sit uh, right next to Preston on the mystery trip. Ah. Um, and he goes on to explain a lot of things he's done with us uh, uh, throughout the years. He said, fortunate enough to win a Sean White autographed snowboard when the word of the week was uh, two days and the word was yo. <laughs> I got to stay at the Revel overnight. Uh, uh, the Painfully Singles Mixer went to the broadcast next morning. I got flashed in the flash cab by Alexis, Texas, Sonny Leone, and Tegan Presley. Uh, and I'm recently retired from my 42-year gig as a union electrician in Philadelphia, and I am off to retire in Florida on July 29th. Wow. So he already headed out of here. So I'm requesting you give me a proper shout-out to send me off to into retirement where I will faithfully listen via podcast on the beach in sunny Florida. Signed, loyal listener Jack Jacobs. So there's a shout out. Jack, congratulations, man. That's awesome. And another transplant to Florida. Yeah. Those people that were on that mystery trip, like, we have a, a special bond with them. Like, we still hear from them things yeah. like this. Like, every once in a while, I'll get an, uh, an email from um, one of the women that came on the trip with us. I'm still friends with somebody who went on the trip with us. Like, it, they that, were fun. <laughs> that was like a special group. Yeah. yeah. We did two of them, right? We did yeah. the, we did J- uh, Jamaica and Mexico. And right. Tulum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tulum. those were two separate mystery trips, man. They were fun. <laughs> For those who don't know it was literally you won but we didn't tell you where we were going what we were doing or any you just anything like that you just had to trust us and meet us and get on a bus and then we were going to reveal where we were going to go and we was to be able to tell people all right by the way everybody on board you ready going to jamaica (laughs) it was just like oh my god and then we get on the plane went straight to the airport we listen. Oh we awesome. plan things. Fun. We obviously the world goes on, and we try to get things like that done. But we're trying to do some stuff that's similar to that. We'll see how successful we are. Yeah, but a mystery trip. If we could pull that off, we should. I do mean, that. that way to do it that way is so magical. Oh, so we just weird. told them you're going to warm place, like dress that's for it. warm weather. Yeah. Bring a uh, a passport. Yeah, yeah. I think it yeah, might yeah, have been yeah. like, hey, make sure you bring a passport. I think that it was the Tulum vacation. And bring some weed. It was, well, <laughs> not to Jamaica. Not to Jamaica. That, that guy did. There was a guy it. who did. There was a guy who brought this weed with him. You remember the like, story? Yes. And Casey goes, hey, this guy, you're going to Jamaica and you're bringing pot? Oh, my God. It's like when you get there, it's like yeah. when they put a lay on you in Hawaii. Yeah. When you get to Jamaica, they just hand you weed as you're yep. walking through the airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. One last shout out says, uh, hey, guys, thanks to your show, <clears throat> my four-year-old now walks around singing 
sucking on a chili dog oh, no. uh, in public while driving while driving the 13 hours up to Lake uh, Temagami in Ontario. I caught up on a few podcasts last week, uh, that that week that I hadn't heard. Well, all of a sudden we got to the Chili Dog song, and it was stuck in my head. I started singing it to my buddy, Scotty and Zach, both avid Preston and Steve fans, and it wound up stuck in our heads all vacation. <laughs> Needless to say, my four-year-old uh, Carlson picked up on using it and now won't stop singing Sucking on a Chili Dog everywhere he goes. Sucking on a Chili Dog. Yeah. Sucking on a Chili Dog. <laughs> Sucking on a chili dog, sucking on a chili, chili dog. dog. <laughs> uh, he says, I'm requesting a, a chili dog shard out uh, for the White family for allowing us yet again to escape to their island for a week. And my four-year-old Carson uh, for making me embarrassed everywhere I go now. Hang on a second. Let's back up a moment ago. Yeah, right. Escape to their island. They have an island. You have an island. You have an island. Uh, we'd like to go to an island. Uh, yeah. We could do a mystery trip. We could trip do a mystery trip. Island. Yeah. I guess it's a Canadian island, right? In Canada. Uh, love you guys. That's for it's in Canada. That's from Justin Fritz. So a chili dog shard out. Here we go. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. Yep. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. And there it is. All right, we need to do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by TMA Bucks. They encourage you to visit Bucks County, uh, to visit Bucks County by leaving the car at home and riding SEPTA Regional Rail. You can go to TMABucks.com to check out their Bucks County Public Transit Ride Guide for trip planning assistance. All right, we'll start with this. This is a story a few days late, but I'll get to it anyway. Brazilian bodybuilder who injected himself with oil for bigger muscles died on his 55th birthday. Vladimir Sagato had been using potentially fatal injections of synthol for years. He looked absurd. Risking strokes and infections to get huge biceps, pectorals, and back muscles. There is all just basically this liquid yeah. that hung in his body, and they actually looked like he had breasts. Uh, it was just a, an abomination, and of course it eventually killed him. Sagato previously said his inspirations were Arnold Schwarzenegger and the they Hulk. They worked out! And the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said in 2016, they call me Hulk Schwarzenegger and He-Man all the time, and I like that. I've doubled my biceps, but I still want to be bigger. Kathy, here's his picture up in the... Oh. So that's all, it, like his biceps, Ew. it's all oil injected into his body. Oh, that's disgusting. Six years ago, the Sao Paulo native was warned that he would face amputation or at least nerve damage and muscle disfigurement as a result of the injections if he's continued to use them. And people have died from this. Yes, before. they have. Uh, his biceps blew up to 23 inches after he started injecting himself uh, he had been uh he had come to be known as <laughs> that's what it says here uh-huh. uh the monster on the streets and was proud of his title he posted images of himself and his body <laughs> transformation on social media he even called himself vladir synthol on instagram yeah that's something to be proud of he had 1.7 million followers and uh, he but a, a local media reporter he lived an isolated life with few friends or visitors mm. um so his neighbor uh, Moses De Silva said that uh, Sagato had rented a property built behind his family's house. And on the day of his death, he was complaining about shortness of breath. It was around 6 a.m. He said he came crawling through the back house and came to the front and then knocked on my mother's window. Uh, she woke up and he said, help me because I'm dying. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, he had a heart attack. Uh, Synthol, by the way, 
Uh, usually it consists of a mixture of uh, oil, benzyl, alcohol, and lidocaine and can cause the damage of nerves, uh, oil embolic of the pulmonary, and all this other stuff. And the results of the drug did not make him any stronger. <clears throat> it was purely cosmetic. Well, Preston, they had a, uh, a an, an arm wrestling match between one of these guys who had inflated up his biceps <laughs> with the synthol uh-huh. against a guy who was just moderately uh, built. Yeah. The, the guy killed him. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, an alligator bit a man's face what? while he was swimming in Lake Thanatasa in Florida. Uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission received a call about the incident Thursday. The fire rescue transported a 34-year-old victim to the hospital. Fish and Wildlife Commission said, uh, adding that it dispatched a contracted alligator trapper to the lake and is continuing it to investigate the incident. Damn alligator bit my hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Imagine getting bit in the face by an alligator. Face, man. Yeah. A total of 9,442 nuisance alligators were killed in 20, like a chili dog. 2021, <laughs> by the way. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. There have been at least three fatal alligator attacks in the U.S. this year. In July, an elderly woman, and I reported in the bizarre yeah. file, died after falling into a lake and being grabbed by two alligators in Florida. Um, so are these statistics higher than normal? Uh, or about the same? I, I don't know. Uh. I, I think they're uh, kind of maybe a little elevated. I'm not sure, but uh, how about this? Here's here's a, a good story. A spelunking group in Perry County, Missouri, found and rescued a senior dog Saturday that had been missing for nearly two months. Oh man, a found senior in, dog! Found him in a cave. Uh, the group was deep inside the Tom Moore Cave system when they discovered Abby. The cave itself is approximately 22 miles long oh, and Jesus. estimated to be the 23rd longest cave in the nation. It's unclear how long Abby had been in the cave or how she managed to survive. Uh, there's some running water in the cave as well as the presence of fish and crustaceans, but rescuers said it was total darkness in the part of the cave where they located Abby. Luckily, the cave broke off into an Alpo mine. Oh, Nice. Uh, Rick Haley, a trained cave rescuer, was on hand to oversee a sump dive, and there was an issue with the diver's equipment when he was notified of the dog. Uh, Haley and Jerry Keene uh, successfully maneuvered Abby through a two-foot opening in the cave and then some 500 feet over a long vertical climb uh, to safely get her out of the cave. Uh, Once outside, the fire chief helped the rescuers go door-to-door in an area to find Abby's owner. Owner, and after a surprising reunion, the owner told rescuer she hadn't seen Abby since June 9th and thought that the dog was a goner. Then Abby bolted out of the house to go get her ball. That is a great story. Yeah, that is a great story, especially a senior dog. Yep. Uh, An architect who spent a whopping $2,600 on a designer coffee table was horrified when it turned up sporting what looked like a giant penis. (laughs) It is pretty funny. Brazilian architect Ana Julieta Garcia had purchased the table for an interior design project that she was working on for a client in Spain. The 32-year-old paid $2,600 for the handmade piece. But at the time of paying, she had not seen the specific design she would get as the tables are made from volcanic lava and are each individual. And Ms. Garcia was astonished when the delivery arrived with the likeness of a penis covering the (laughs) tabletop. She said it's a handmade table from a volcanic lava, which is uh, enameled enameled by hand. That's a lava penis table. And you can't know the final design until it comes out of the oven. You don't know what you're going to get. And that's the beautiful part of our story. You never know how your product will turn out. And I saw the example, but it really went wrong in the oven. (laughs) 
All the dark pigments clumped together in the middle. Normally, they're spread out, she said. Usually, the final images looks like it's multidimensional, but my order turned out really interesting. Uh, she said, uh, help, you're, you work your whole life, and now you reference, uh, your reference is a huge black, or not a huge, like, huge <laughs> blue penis. Oh, man. Oh. So it's blue. Uh, so, but uh-huh. she paid twenty six hundred bucks for it. I'm big dick black. There you go. All right, and uh, is that all we have time for? What? All right, we got to wrap up right there, friends. Oh, Sorry, about it. guess more stories. We'll get to a little bit later on. So let's take a break and come back in a moment. Don't forget, today is Tattoo Tuesday. Uh, we have your chance to win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street. And by the way, it is sponsored by uh, the 12th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash. It's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Convention Center of Wildwood. You can get tickets at villainarts.com. And text the word tattoo to 39333 if you're interested in winning the free one. When we get back, Creed Bratton of The Office fame yeah. will be joining us. So hang in there. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Uh, we're about 10 minutes away from uh, Creed Bratton joining us uh, from the office fame, uh, who's in town to perform tonight, by the way, at uh, City Winery. Um, so we got a couple minutes to play with. I saw this article I thought was kind of interesting, um, and with uh, all of the streaming services and all the television entertainment that you pay for. Uh, there, of course, is still a free way to watch television. That is using an antenna to capture over-the-air broadcast signals. Right. However, many people who grew up with cable and streaming might not understand how it works or even be aware that it is available. So, there's a media company called EW Scripps. Uh, They own 61 TV stations nationwide, and they have launched... An education and marketing campaign to promote about how you can get free television. <laughs> wow. I remember years and years and years ago, Preston, when there was a concerted effort and, a, and there were there were banners all around. It was so I was I lived in East Northport, Long Island. They were up all over the place it said fight pay TV. It's when cable was just coming yeah. into the market. Yeah. Fight, pay, you should get it for free. Yeah. And now it's now our cable bills are through the roof, obviously. I and and it kind of it, that's that's what that threw me back to watching this. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Pay a lot of money for television. Oh, but and the, the antenna you had on your on your roof meant everything. What yeah. kind of antenna did you you had to get a really good antenna? I have a digital antenna yeah. and um it works pretty well. It does not get all the channels all the time. But it's free. Steve, it's how I watch me TV. Ah. And uh, that's available. So the way that it works for me is that um, I have channel two, and that's like, there's like 2.1 through 2.7. Right. And one of those is me TV. And then it goes in Philadelphia, it goes uh, channel three. And then ha- that has a subset. Then channel six for ABC, then channel 10. So they're all, all like the basic antenna channels are there. Okay. Uh, and then these weird subset channels, including MeTV and a few other ones, also show up. Huh. All right. So I, I have questions for you because um, I would like to I would like to unplug. Right. But I can't because my mom, uh, when it comes to anything technological, she I, so I have to keep cable TV for her because she will not be able to figure out any of the streams. She's the services. voice remote. 
She uses a voice remote. That's very helpful. Like, I was so oh, impressed. Oh, by unplug, you mean cut the cable? Cut the cable, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I not, thought you meant not unplug. her respirator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's got to go. Uh, time's up, lady. Uh, <laughs> she's a good life. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I was impressed last night. Uh, we went out to dinner on our way home. She's like, oh, Father Brown's on. <laughs> and, Father Dowling Mysteries yeah. coming No, 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 no. no. Father, Father Brown. She's all about Father yeah. Brown. Father Brown on PBS. <laughs> oh, Father Brown's on in, in a half an hour. Um, channel 793. And I was like, wow, you actually remembered three numbers in a row. Like, I'm, I was really impressed at that. Because, like, dude, You're so stupid. So dumb. <laughs> you have no idea how technologically... Uh, Un, uh, sophisticated? sophisticated she right. is. And so I have to keep the cable because... Well, and she doesn't but, watch but anything. that's her story. What, what are you going to do? Are you going to get a regular antenna like this? I, I, well, if I can just get her a digital antenna that she can... Because she watches HYY, you know, whatever Father Brown's right. on, and, and like Channel 6... There you go. Like, and yeah, that's, that's it. They're both there. That's how I watch Jeopardy, is uh-huh. with the digital antenna. Right. Um, and... Uh, and look, Father Brown. And Father Brown. I watch that every night. Uh, there are trade-offs. Right? The signal isn't always great if there are storms happening. Sometimes, like, uh, you can't get Fox quite as well. Like, it's weird. Uh, but it usually works. And it, it, Preston, to your point, like, uh, uh, you know, how antennas used to be, digital antenna brings in a better signal than the old t- antenna that you used to have on top okay. of your house. By the way, how old is Father Brown as wow. far as this show goes? We're looking at a video clips of it right now. Is it from the 19, early 1980s? Oh, 74. It's been around yeah. forever. Yeah, but there's like new-ish episodes. Oh, are there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. the, the sexier ones. Yeah. I thought it was just uh, oh. she was watching these old shows. I go the opposite way. <laughs> I have every possible cable channel and every possible <laughs> streaming service. And I hate myself for it, but yeah, I do. And you still watch Love Boat. I still watch Love Boat on <laughs> yeah. TV. Hang on, let me go to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. Yeah, what's up? Sorry to bother your work. No. So wait a minute. You uh, you just watch antenna television? It says here. Yeah, dude. We watch uh, like antenna TV. It's got Frasier. It's got all the wholesome shows, man. It's, are it's you? Awesome. It's, you like it's, grew up in the eighties. It's its own channel, right? So that's yeah. a, there's a cable channel called Antenna TV. Yeah. Which is oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, antenna TV. We're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about actually using a broadcast antenna. And that's all we do, dude. That's all we use. But we give that channel plus about like 30 more for free. So what kind of, are you, really? you, you, so you're using a, a, a digital oh. antenna yourself, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. so an, a, a digital antenna will get you antenna TV. <laughs> yes. channel. And Comet, will you get Comet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, thought I, got that. I thought antenna TV was like an app. Uh, no, it, it no. might be that too. All right, all right. Well, no, then let me ask you guys this question then. Thank you, Jamie. Because we have yeah, later. My Yo. mom's down. We have her in a pit in the basement. Uh, <laughs> can the antenna, uh, the digital antenna, will that work in the basement? It doesn't work as well in the basement as it used to uh, when we had the TV room upstairs. But it, it still works. You, have you to, can you use have an extender. Pos- yeah, yeah, and you have to position it like you used to have to position a regular antenna. You know, like you jiggle it and wiggle it just a little bit. Even like when you let her out to watch TV. <laughs> Which is rare. No, even like the HD is lost on her. Like you know what I mean. Like it doesn't even matter if it's if it's. There's HD. always trade offs. I mean, yeah. there's a reason why cable is as expensive as it is. But um, you also get good quality. Have you looked on YouTube because you turn to YouTube for everything? Yeah. Of uh, you know, cable television or apps for uh, to, explaining it to elderly. There might be there might be a way if that you, you haven't thought about. If you were at the dinner table with me the time I tried to get 
teach her how to play Wordle, you would know that it is a futile attempt. Okay. Okay. All right. And she's adorable and she's the best. But, but you can you could look into that and see if there's a way that maybe you hadn't considered. Maybe they used, you know, puppets or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Maybe take a more a more aggressive. Okay. Use a cane. Hmm. I had to FaceTime her the other day because I had, I needed her to get something uh that was in our kitchen. And so I have to so I'm FaceTiming with her and I needed her to turn the camera around, Steve. So I go, Okay, now now uh, hit this button. Okay, now touch your nose, right? And I meant to touch her nose on the camera right. so that the little menu pops up, right? right. And she's sitting here touching, <laughs> touching her, her nose. Own nose. Do you have, and, and they're fairly inexpensive if you don't, uh, but do you have like dog shock collars? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As a okay. matter of fact, we have them here. Okay. They're, they're not oh. lethal. No. No, they, you're right. You know, just a re- risk reward type of uh, right. Uh, you know, I don't want to mess with their ticker, though. You know. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, uh, see what <laughs> d- 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 determine what's important to yeah. you. Uh, so, Scripps debuted a website this month called thefreetvproject.org. And you can type in your zip code to see what stations you can get for free in your area with an antenna. It also explains how broadcast television works and offers information on what type of antenna works best based on your geographical location. Wasn't that part of the original deal when they went HD or they when they had to make the channels available over an antenna? Uh, the HD signal available over and yeah, antenna. there was like an FCC ruling, right? right? right. Yeah, that, that I remember that a few years ago. These free um, channels had to exist. Uh, to, I think uh, for like fairness, when when uh, right. competition with the cable companies, like standard the standard broadcast networks, had to you know, obviously things right. that are are pay based wouldn't be the same. Uh, Scripps also began airing 30-second TV spots in cities where the company owns stations and will place ads on social media sites, billboards. And connected uh, TV streaming platforms. These people don't—they they don't even remember Preston. The, the the roofs of houses used to look like, like just yeah. antenna farms. You'd see them all over the place. By the way, more Americans are actually using TV antennas, with the Consumer Technology Association Association saying thirty-two percent of U.S. households own a TV antenna, up from twenty-six oh, percent in two thousand nineteen. Now you you may. Own a TV and not know it has an antenna on it. You know, it may be something that's just it's conceivable. Into it. Yeah, uh, but these digital antennas, these ones like you have, Nick, that you, you plug in and they they boost the signal, or, or some of them are just like a square you put on the wall. That's that what I have. Yeah, yeah. The square that goes on the wall. Uh, people old enough to remember using antennas may wrongly believe that there are just a few channels available over the air. The switch to digital signals in 2009 allowed for the creation of over-the-air sub-channels, mm. dozens of which are available in many markets. Dozens mm. in many markets. So MeTV wow. is a sub-channel for you. You know, it's funny because I okay. have the national app for NBC Sports. Yeah. Because I like watching Flyers games and Sixers games and Phil's games. I can watch Eagles games with the digital antenna because it'll pick up Fox and it'll pick up, uh, you know, the, the big yeah. three. Uh, I can't get with the national app for NBC Sports local sports. Like, because they are blacked out. Sure. So yeah. you have to have the cable channel if you want to watch uh, Phil's games or Flyers games. So like you that. You do that with Hulu, though. Can, oh, for live sports. Hulu live, yeah. Yeah, there's so many damn options. Well, and now the, some of them are folding in on themselves. You know that. I, I mentioned to you guys yesterday about uh, the HBO Max situation. Yeah. It's now going to be folded in with Discovery+. Plus. I mean, at the that end of, sucks. I, yeah. I love HBO yeah. Max. I don't know. What, what do you get on that? 
Um, all of the HBO uh, premium movies, uh, uh, if you want to watch Game of Thrones, okay, uh, you can go on HBO Max. You can do it, uh, and you can do that on your uh, mobile devices as well if you want to. But, but will also, that be, where will it, that be available then? We don't know specifically because there's a new muckety-muck in town over there, but uh, uh, the basic gist of it is is that it will be part of a one one super streaming channel that combines all of them. Okay. I will say, though, the HBO Max app has the best movies. They, they Like, all these old movies. And when I say old, I mean, like, I'm talking like 80s and stuff like that. But the, Like, I watched 9 to 5 the other day. You what know? a way to make a living. What a way to make a living. It was, but yeah, City Slickers. Steve, I had never seen City Slickers. And I was like, and so I, I was like, oh. And it was on HBO Max. I like, don't know what, what HBO Max will look like when it's folded into yeah. the new uh, configuration. But, yeah, that's crazy. Did you watch all of 9 to 5 from beginning to end? I ended up falling asleep during the... When they got to Vietnam. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The uh, smoking pot sequence where they all had their little fantasies about right. what they mm. would do with the boss. How much yeah. is that one a month? HBO Max. Uh, the streaming service. It's about a quarter of a million dollars. A month. Well, because no. I pay for it's it comes in, with HBO. It comes with, so I have I still have cable, <laughs> okay. and because yeah. I have cable, because I think Net, Netflix is now overpriced. Mm-hmm. Netflix is almost seventeen dollars a month, and to, and I love it. Would I, you I, switch I'm, to the commercial version once it comes out? Probably, um, but um, Netflix for me, Casey does not have the amount of movies that HBO Max does, and so I uh, I. If I'm going to cancel anything, it might be Netflix, but I still watch a lot of stuff on Netflix. I, who the hell knows? Just do what I do and keep everything and right. forget what you're paying for and pay for things two to three times. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, if you want to find out where uh, or what uh, free broadcast, you know, over the air, right. antenna broadcast TV Old shows. School. Or, or not shows, but uh, um, services are available. You can go to the free TV project. Dot org and then you type in your zip code and you can see what stations are. It'll cost you about. sixty bucks a month. No, it will not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's great. Our next guest is ready to go. I use the digital antenna to watch his old show. Really, <laughs> on Cozy TV. He is in Philly tonight. He's appearing at the City Winery on the main stage, performing. Uh, tickets are inf- available at citywinery.com, and obviously, you know him from the office. Uh, but a great musician as well. Please welcome Mr. Creed Bratton. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Creed, do we have you? Can you hear us okay? I can hear you fine. Can Excellent. you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear you. Are you in our fair city yet, or are you coming here later today? No, I'm here. I'm here in your fair city right now. Excellent. Swim, swim yesterday. Uh, just came from uh, uh, Meadowlands. We had a, sh- a show for... Uh, I think 4,200 people showed up the other night. Wow. From oh. my show at the DunderCon. That was, that was a good oh, crowd. yeah, yeah, yeah. DunderCon. So, so DunderCon, this was the first uh, fan convention put on for the office. It was correct? the first completely office-related uh, 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 <clears throat> Comic-Con, as, as it were, you know. And, yeah, the fans, you know, they got their pound of flesh out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was really well attended. And, and we're, we're, we're friends with a number of the uh, the, the cast members of, of the show. Uh, and and uh, this is the first time I saw something this big happening. And the turnout was great. Uh, are people shocked, Creed, that uh, when they discover you have this lengthy um, music life that they were unaware of prior to the series? I think the real, the zealots uh, of, the, of the show have seen the deleted scenes and they know that I was in the grassroots ah. and uh, we, we had all those hit records, you know. Uh, I, I know that people th- think that my life is really, really lucky and stuff, you know, with the, 
being the rock star and things like that, you know. But I was, to be very truthful, guys, I was very reluctant. I was not a, I was not a big fan of debauchery. Yeah. We were one of the first bands to ever uh, trash a hotel room. Did we you were do it? Zeppelin and all those people. Oh, yeah. And they would give me... Um, one night, one of the band members went, hey, Creed. He says, throw this TV out the window. I took it, and I went, just... <laughs> threw it out the window. I didn't get much thrill out of it, you know? Yeah, I, I, I never yeah, understood yeah. the destroying thing. He legend has I it. I just did it. Yeah. yeah. The Eagles, uh, who was, was it? Joe Walsh would bring a chainsaw with him to, yeah. to hotel mm -hmm. rooms. It's, I, I agree with you. It, it seems a little ridiculous. But you, <laughs> you started well, out... Well. You got to pay for it too. Yeah. Did you? Was John Densmore the best best man? Your best man at your wedding? He was. You John were that was close. The best band of my wedding. Yeah. Wow. So, and you you actually toured a bit with the Doors. We toured quite a bit with the Doors, uh, Beach Boys, uh, Steppenwolf, Three Dog Night, uh, Grateful Dead, Rascals, Grateful Dead, uh, Big Brother, uh, Moby Grape. Uh, wow! This goes on and on and on. We were uh, the Chambers Brothers. We were actually in that thing. Time, time. Yeah. We were the grassroots were in the studio. We're we're on our voices are on that time part. Let me ask you with the grassroots, which I never quite understood. Was the grass was it was that a created band that you guys sort of filled the shoes for? How did that work? It well, the story behind that, and it's here's what happened. Uh, I was in touring out of college with this band called the Young Californians. We were all over Europe, and we were in Israel doing this folk festival, and a guy named Warren Entner comes up to me after the show and said, hey, you play pretty good guitar, man. He said, you know, I'm, I'm a player, and I sing. Uh, we should think about you know, getting together when you get back to, to the States. So I called him up, and we started a band called the 13th Floor, and we were playing all over, and we started doing some demos, and we had given a demo to our manager who gave it to Dunhill, and now they had a band uh, who, were, who was called the Bedouins. And uh, Joe Larson was a drummer in that band. And, is, is he uh, from the Wrecking Crew? No, 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 not from the Wrecking Crew. Anyway, so here, but the, the, that band uh, just, they, they put, they put, they went out and they put, they put the lead singer, uh, Joe Fulton's vocal on Where Were You When I Needed You, which had already been recorded by P.S. Sloan and Steve Berry, our producers. We were at the London Fog. We were just on the strip, just getting ready to move over. We had, we're heading to the whiskey. This was the natural trajectory for right. the band this time. And we got a chance to come in uh, and do a demo. So we demoed uh, a song that Warren and I wrote called Beating Around the Bush. And we also cut Live for Today at the same time. And they went, well, you know, th there they go. Now, I played, Warren and I played with the Wrecking Crew. On, on a lot of that stuff, you know. Wow. But, uh, we, we didn't play on everything. That's one of the reasons I left the group after about four albums. The Wrecking Crew, we, we... I could play and record, and I wanted to do it. I wanted to do more. Well, clearly, we've referenced the Wrecking Crew a number of times. They were the legendary L.A. studio musicians. Mm. Right, and we were Hal Brain, Blaine and Joe Osborne, and, and uh, Tommy Tedesco, and Carol Kane and stuff. Wow. Like that. We a... were the first band, actually, to... Uh, that's destroy a hotel room we were the first <laughs> man to give them credit uh, on our album we put their names on in fact years later when i was on the office i got a call from uh the musicians hall of fame in nashville to come and induct the wrecking crew i said well i'm just i'm flattered i said but why i said well you're, you're on the office a and <laughs> so you're touring you're still a touring musician and and most importantly you guys were the first band to put their names on the album so that's 
I think wow. that's coming. That's I'll, amazing. We'll take credit for that. Warren and I are the last who made it. We'll take credit for that. Creed, I remember reading, I read an article, uh, I think it was in the LA Times, about you uh, a couple of years ago, and you were talking about, you're telling this story about like hitchhiking into North Africa and then down into Sudan. And, and this was, I think, if, if I remember correctly, it was back in the 60s. And I remember reading 64, that article. yeah. 64? Okay. So. You had led such an interesting, fascinating, deep life. And then flash forward like 40 or 50 years, you're on this show that continues to live on through streaming services and and Dundercons and things along those lines. I I imagine from your perspective, looking at something like The Office is just another slice of life for you that that, um, may have as much impact as being (laughs) in the Sudan or may not. I'm curious as to what your perspective on uh, The Office is as, as compared to the rest of your life. When I made the pact with the Dark Lord to get on that show, <laughs> I, what? You laugh. <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't even know how that happened, to be very honest. I never wake up with the day and not realize how lucky I am and what the, the fluke, how life goes. But I people kind of kind of said, you've had your 15 minutes of fame. You've got the gold records, you know, blah, blah, blah. You did your rock and roll thing, and it's and that's it. And I and I but I saw something inside. You know, your your mind's eye. When you have people have visions, and people can talk you out and say, "Well, that's it's done." You know, don't get greedy, blah blah blah. But I never b- believed that was true. And I'd stayed in class. I was in acting class right up to the day uh, I got a chance to. I was working on Bernie Mac, and the director uh, Ken Guapas brought me over to. The office set in the background, and I wrote my own character. I wrote the Creed character out hmm. and shot an hour's worth of material, presented to Greg Daniels, and he, they all found it very funny. And here we are. You and I are talking, Brett. You know, we always, we, you know, it's funny. We get in, we get the uh, sensation, obviously, and, and with your character, that a lot of these uh, sociopathic things that you'll blurt out are taken from little nuggets of your actual life, Creed, because you have such a storied uh, uh, past. So you're saying a lot of the dialogue, or a lot of the times, stuff that we will see on this on the show, some of the uh, this dialogue you yourself have created? In the beginning. In, in the, the beginning. beginning uh, that was the character, and they kind of went from there. But then, of course, the writers, who were absolutely brilliant, yeah. you know, far better writers than I am, took it on and moved it on. Uh, when people meet me in person, they're either relieved or disappointed. It's <laughs> <laughs> just both ways that it breaks. But I wanted to, to mention... So the, the album, your most recent album's um, uh, slightly altered, correct? Yes. All right, and you call it uh, folk adjacent, and I, you know, the people who are familiar with the show, and you said some of the outtakes know that you have the, this capability, uh, and and uh, so when people come to see did, you, did I say folk adjacent? Because that's a pretty good title. Yeah, that's what you said, folk adjacent. <laughs> I think I'm going to count you on that. One. That's pretty good. <laughs> it was in your, an interview with you, so you 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 deserve all the credit. So, all right, all right. But the album was folk produced adjacent. by by Dave Way, who and who's kind of a legendary producer. Oh my yeah. God, he's he's a multi Grammy award winning Dave Way. And Dylan O'Brien, uh, another dear friend of mine who's extremely talented, uh, producer, singer, songwriter. And, so I've got two people, and then I guess I have the cream of the crop of L.A. musicians to work with. I work with Dean Parks, for God's sakes, you know, on my albums, you know. So so is it a man and a guitar, or do you have an, an accompanying band with no, you? No, well, my live show is just, you know, I, I show them the bare bones stuff, Steve. I just, it's just, uh, they they see the song. Just the how I presented to them originally on I'll come up and I'll blah 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 blah. This is the basic song. Wow. When we record them, we'll 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 sweeten it, of course. Yeah. But basically, the basic the foundation of all of it 
is right there. It's just me and my guitar. That's how we we work. We work from there. That's cool. Well, Creed, not the only one uh, musically inclined on uh, from the Office cast. A good friend of ours and a Philly gal uh, by the name of Kate Flannery. Yes. Uh, Nick had reached out to her yesterday, and she sent us a little nugget over. I've not heard this yet, but apparently, is it the? Is it the? Uh, don't tell me the Pennsylvania polka. That's exactly <laughs> it. And not only you two together, but Weird Al Yankovic. Could you tell us a little bit about this before we play a little smidgen of it? Well, Al's career was flagging, you know, and just, oh, God, he just called us and said, you know, guys, you and Kate, I need something to tap it up. It's kind of like uh, Kanye or something coming in on a like, you know, popping some beats. Uh, so. Were you guys I, all together or with this? Weird Al yet, Baggett. Or with uh, his, was it done I remotely? I can't remember how it came about. Okay. I just know we were... Uh, Oh, I know what it was. Bob Thiel. Bob Thiel of the Scrantones was putting together a, 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 a an album with all the office cast members singing songs and stuff. Oh, the so Scrantones. I, I love that. And Kate and I did one. And then there was, we thought, oh, my God, Pennsylvania Polka. And he's an accordion. We get Weird Al. Yeah, he's the great. He's a great guy, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's. let's we, I, I want to play just a little bit of this and God. hear how this goes. I love it. How uh, you know? It's like some adenoidal, you know, uh, <laughs> holding their nose and singing that. We were doing that on. For, go, we were going for that, you know. The, all right, uh, you did. You got it. And she. All right. Uh, we, so I got to use a disclaimer for my voice. Please. No. All right. We we love her to death. She is. Uh, she's such a good friend of ours. And, oh my gosh. She's and the best. we have create. You can't see it here, but actually on our mixing console on the main board here in the studio. We have uh, our dump button is called the Flannery switch because she curses so much when she comes by here and we are terrestrial radio and we can't have that. And she's uh, the biggest potty mouth we've ever met. Oh, yeah. She's horrible. We have <laughs> I love it. Who all was at uh, at Dundercon uh, uh, from the cast? Well, uh, Kate and myself and Oscar and Brian and Andy Buckley, wow, and uh, Linda Pearl, Bob Vance, wow, uh, Devin Abner. He was just our mystery guest. The guy I got, and he came for coming after me because I got him fired on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, the, we never forgets. Viewers of TV shows have this bizarre fantasy that everybody's buddies and they hang out all the time and they see each other all the time. But uh, it has to be special when you guys actually get back together face to face. It's got to be beautiful. The, the reality, guys, is they they really didn't like me that much. You know, <laughs> they knew then I knew it was a rock star. But as far as uh, film, they they really didn't understand me. And, and by the way. I had more film credits than that whole cast combined when I came on. Well, really? Albeit silent films in black and white. <laughs> I still think the numbers add up. Well, they, look, they, look. They, would, they would hide my cane and <laughs> their, uh, iron lungs on my desk, you know? Looking at Krasinski your... Krasinski would yell before set scenes. He'd go, hey, Creed, 
a potato a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> I mean, I, you eat one potato thinking it's an apple. I ate the whole thing. I didn't know. I, don't, I can't tell. They didn't show that. I just kept on going with a potato. Looking back at your credits, though, you do you do go back to, you were on the show Quincy with uh, Jack yeah, yeah. Klugman. I was, on, I was on Quincy when I was, when I was a young man with hair. <laughs> the studly guy. <laughs> Well, you you were friends with Bo Bridges. Are, are you? Are, I was very. He, I still am. Yeah, really. Very dear friend. Uh, and he put you I in a lot of stuff, out. right? I, I auditioned for a play called Instant Foreplay. Uh, yeah. And uh, say no more. <laughs> and uh, I sang in that one, and and, uh, and I, it was really a lot of fun. And then we ended up doing a uh, uh, a thing at, on the Odyssey Theater. And with, uh, with with Jenny uh, Sullivan, who was J- Jimmy Messina's wife at the time, and Bo's wife, Julie. And it's a three three person show, and it went really well. Oingo Boingo was the opening act. They were there at the theater. It was quite a night. And Jeff Jeff and Bo were there, and they were all very supportive of me. So I was falling on hard times uh, as was was going on back then. He took me out as a stand in. So I worked with him for, for quite a few years there. And kept, the kept, kept putting you in stuff. Are you friends with Jeff as well? Jeff Bridges? Oh, yeah, Jeff, yeah. absolutely. And wow. I don't see Jeff. I certainly don't see Jeff because he's busy all the time. Right, right, right. And, and I'm going to say I'm very, very happy that he's been in remission and he's back and, uh, you know, healthy again. Yeah, yeah. One of our, one of our great actors. And you know what? In, as far as singing uh, in uh, Untamed Heart, he was amazing. Oh my God! Did the, like, is that Crazy Heart or Crazy Heart? Oh, crazy Heart. I'm saying Untamed, Untamed Heart is with uh, Oh my God! No, Christian, he, he's Christian Slater. He's legit country singer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the real deal. Wow. All right. Well, listen. Speaking of legit singer, uh, Creed Bratton tonight uh, at City Winery. Yes. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, tickets available at CityWinery.com. And show, I believe, is at eight o'clock. Uh, what, Terrence? Do you know what time it is? Eight so. o'clock. Eight o'clock. And guess what? We have a pair of tickets to give Do we? That we do. And uh, we'll we'll take uh, caller number nineteen, and we will give you those tickets two one five two six three WMMR, and um, you'll be in for a great night of entertainment, which is really cool. Maybe you'll get lucky, and the Pennsylvania polka will be on the stage. <laughs> I can't guarantee any of that. Don't hold gonna... your breath. Man. All right, we're going to that. Uh, Creed, it was great talking to you. Have a great time in Philadelphia. Great talking tonight. to you, Preston, Steve. Thanks, guys, for having me. You got Absolutely. it. Absolutely, Creed Bratton, guys. It's here and what a life. I know. I, you know what? I mean, there's, he, he's done so much. At the point, the point where you had the, the doors and all those bands were firing on all cylinders, he yeah. was right amongst all that. Yep. And that was a that was a turbulent time. It was an exciting time. Wow. Yeah, he, he had his issues, obviously, that uh-huh. he fought his way back from. He's doing great now. But yeah. to, to, uh, Preston, you know, um, you, you've you've seen the show, but in if you watch the show over the long term. If there's going to come a money shot, it's going to come from uh, from Kate or Creed or one of those where they, it's just like those moments that are just you, the fans go nuts for. Because Creed was a, back, a just a background character, yeah, you know. And then they started employing him for these bizarre things, and he so his legend was built on that. Love it. All right, well, listen, we are going to take a break. Don't forget, it is Tattoo Tuesday. We have a chance to win a Preston and Steve show theme tattoo. Uh, text word tattoo to 39333, and you might get a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And it's presented by the 12th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash, which is this weekend, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wildwood's Convention Center. You can get tickets at villainarts.com. Uh, and if you want to see Floating World Tattoos, 
Uh, you can check them out at uh, floatingworldtattoos.com or search for them on Instagram. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Uh, we got like five to play with here for a second. So uh, I did want to pass this along because uh, this is, yeah, it's coming up later on this month. There's a um, there's a bunch of Elvis Presley jewelry that's uh, right, man. That he gave to his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, uh, that's going up for auction. Here, take this, man. On the 27th. So, uh, you like this crap. In fact, there's, <laughs> there's 200 items, uh, including gold rings, encrusted with jewels, cufflinks, watches, and chains. Yeah, that's Elvis jewelry. Totally, right? yeah. man. Look at that belt buckle, man. That have been uh, brought, park a car on that. brought together by GWS Auctions. Also included is the guitar played by Elvis during his famous comeback TV special in 1968. Well, that's got to be worth a mint. But think about all that, that gaudy jewelry. That's right, man. Uh, there's some cool stuff in there. Is there? Yeah, there's well, cufflinks. Well, it's stuff that he gave to the... To yeah, the fun partner. fact, I don't give oral to women. Uh, that's, okay. <laughs> okay. Just want to offer yeah, that up. Yeah, I was right. talking jewelry, I figured out. Okay. There's a pair of gold cufflinks that say rock and roll that are would okay. probably be pretty cool to own. Uh, did anybody see the movie, The Baz no, Luhrmann? Oh, no, but you know what? We're, we're actually giving away downloads uh, this week, by the way. People um, who've seen it said it's really, really good. And yeah. the focus is on... Uh, there, uh, a fair amount is focused on Colonel Tom Parker, who was... A real scam artist. Yeah, you know I mean? and Tom Hanks is playing him, so obviously... That's right, man. It'll be a big uh, um, uh, role. You actually with that volleyball, man, that Wilson. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be... Uh, that'd be Tom Hanks's, as an actor, his second encounter with Elvis. Because as Forrest Gump, he also ran into Elvis. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's right, right, man. Tom man, Elvis you are to stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you are so stupid, man. Show me this stupid You're like dance. dangerous or stupid. I don't want you around kids. <laughs> Elvis didn't mince words, man. Uh, said what was on his mind. Man. Yeah. Break these guys' legs. Uh, so many of the pieces were provided by Priscilla Presley. Yeah. Uh, she said, well, it brings back memories for sure. Uh, she added that it was a running joke with her former husband that he constantly bought or commissioned jewelry for Colonel Tom Parker because the manager already had everything he needed, and the Presleys did not know what else to buy him. So. I'm a- it is amazing when you stop and think about the the wealth that he did command. That Graceland is not as spectacular as you would imagine. <laughs> as it's it been would built be. up in your That's mind, right, because you think of this big sweeping estate, this gigantic. Oh, yeah. uh, you need know, a place to put my monkey dwelling, but it's a. I no, I haven't been there, but everyone I've spoken to has said yes. Be be prepared to be a little bit underwhelmed yeah. with its size. Uh, but I guess at the time it was considered a, a pretty large home. Yeah. Uh, but and and definitely for Elvis, who grew up, you know, uh, as a, as a young poor guy, that uh, this would be pretty palatial. And for him. maybe a month from right now, somebody in this room might be visiting. That's right. Maybe if we're able to. Uh, That's just a tease, man. Get Casey going west. Uh, let's Go see west, here. young Casey. So a lot of the artifacts include uh, the logo for the TCB band. Uh, the musicians who formed uh, the who formed the core uh, rhythm of his uh, band and uh, TCB is, of course stood for it's the yogurt place, right? No, that's that's UI. <laughs> that's oh, TCBY. Does that still exist? That's the country's best think... yogurt. It's T- like a, it's like salt ice cream, but lower in calories. Yeah, but Elvis good, for Elvis is stood for taking care of business. 
Oh, oh that's right, right. One of his favorite impre- uh, expressions. <laughs> that's right. We, that's right. Man. Do you remember in, even in that special where that Christmas special? A lot of his band always seemed like they were eighty years old. Like mm-hmm. he, like he had these guys in his life forever, but they they were like pre old. The drummer was from uh, the Mickey Mouse Club, Cubby. Whoa, oh, Cubby! Yeah. Wow, yeah. he was his drummer. He's a great drummer. You're in the Mickey Mouse Club, man. Yeah, look at that. You ever see that from the jealous boobies? Put them funny ears on, man. Yeah, <laughs> Take a look at that. You look so stupid, man. You know, I met this incredible moron called Forrest Gump the other day, man. I think you're dumber than that moron, man. This guy's like virtually brain dead, and you're you're okay. like ten times as stupid. All right. Well, anyway, all that this... guy was incredibly stupid. <laughs> all this. <laughs> All this stuff is going up for auction on the 27th if you want to buy some uh, Elvis Presley merchandise. Okay, our guest is on the line, ready to go. And we're excited to talk to him. Uh, Of course, a very, very rich uh, uh, family in the world of NASCAR. And did you really want me to play this? Well, you can either do that or this. It's it's up to you. you Yeah. Casey wants me to play this. Nick misread his name when we were going to have him on the show, and he thought we were having Katy Perry on the program. We are not, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a legend in the world of NASCAR. Oh, yeah. And of course, the family is uh, rich in the tradition of NASCAR. Mr. Kyle Petty yeah. is on the program. Kyle, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, good morning. That Listen, that Katy Perry thing hurts a little bit. And let me just say this. <laughs> Uh, let me just say this. TCB stands for take the car back. Oh, take the car back. Take the car back. Take it back. I love it. Uh, for those who don't know Kyle's uh, memoirs, uh, it's uh, Life at My Speed in the First Family of NASCAR Racing, which is available now. And you can go to kylepetty.com. Wow, what a life you have led, sir. And, uh, and, and growing up within that family, uh, could you have done anything else besides be in the world of auto racing? <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I, you know what? I, I, I tell people, I, I, this is what I, I say. Uh, I grew up in rural North Carolina where most, uh, most of my, my neighbors out in the country, most of my neighbors were chicken farmers and <laughs> dairy farmers and tobacco farmers, and we just happened to farm race cars. So, uh, <laughs> They, they are third and fourth generation farms, and that's what we became. And, and I never thought about doing anything else. Listen, when you're when you're five and six years old, and you know, man, you hear that race car running over there. Or they got they have a Superbird over there. You know, that was the cars from the seventies with the wings on the back. And, yeah. Hell, man, they, they had landed a man on the moon. I thought they were going to be flying cars before long when I was nine or ten years old. You know, so I think when you when you look at that, that's all I ever wanted to do. I, I never thought about about doing anything else. I've, I've played music and. and I've done some of that just on the side, and I've done a lot of things on the side. Uh, but, you know, my main focus was was to get in a race car and be a race car driver. Kyle, I, I lived in the Carolinas for a few years when I was a kid. I lived in South Carolina. One of my best friends, his name was Bubba Martin. And Bubba, and I kid you not, at like 12, 13 years old, his family had some land. And he, at 12 or 13, could drive these cars all over these these vacant lots, these fields. He had set up little tracks and stuff. And it, it it was then that I realized, okay, that's why racing comes out of this part of the yeah. world. Because yes. these back roads, these people tinkering with these engines and these cars and fixing them back up and then just getting out and driving them however the hell they want to drive them. It was pretty wild to see. Yeah. It, and listen, it, it's, it's because, and a lot of the kids, a lot of kids, are, like I said again, grew up on farms. They knew how to drive tractors. They knew how to yeah. drive pickups yeah. and stuff when they were six and seven years old. <laughs> we drove... At the closest, the closest gas station slash curb market slash sell anything you want to buy 
store was about a mile and a half from where we lived. And when I was seven or eight years old, my mom thought nothing about handing me a little bit of money and telling me to go buy a case of Coke um, and, 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 and just bring it back to the house, buy a loaf of bread, whatever. It is, because everybody did it. It's yeah. not like the world today where, where it's this crowded, but everybody in the country drove. Um, and and it, it was just, it's, it's one of those things. But we didn't have, we didn't have in, in the South, uh, when you get to, to Virginia and head south, we didn't have professional sports teams. We didn't have the NBA. We didn't have Major League Basketball, Major League Football. Uh, we didn't have that stuff. Yeah, you know. And that for entertainment, guys just they cut a cut a path in a field and went out and said, "Okay, you got a car, I got a car. Let's see who's the baddest butt today." Mm. And that's kind of the way they did it. You know, it's funny because you, you look at like the the uh, the WWE and 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 the the, the way they they super serve their fans and uh, NASCAR and and the racers and the celebrity racers. Are very much the same. They understand, you know, who's who's paying their salaries essentially. And were you always aware of how important it was those people sitting in the stands watching oh. what they meant? Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's a site. It's a, it's a circle. Um, so so the way it starts is you're, you're Coca Cola. Let's just say you're Coca Cola. You're Coca Cola, and I need your money to sponsor my race car. So you pay me money so that I can drive a race car. So I'm nice to the fans. So they buy Coca-Cola. Right. You pay me money, so I drive my race car. Mm-hmm. I'm nice to the fans, so they, they they buy Coca-Cola. And that's the way it works. You, you know what I mean? Because the more Coca-Cola they sell, the more money they send me, and the more I get to race. And that's what it's all about. So huh? it is a direct connection. It's not like other major league sports where you have a team owner, uh, per se. You you basically work for, for the sponsor, and the sponsor... Uh, is there? You're working for the fan because the fan is that connection that that makes that happen. And I think that's why this sport has always been uh, a little more open, open, a little bit more giving to the fans. Because uh, even from the very, very beginning to to today, uh, drivers realize that connection has to stay strong and has to be there for this sport to survive. Right. And let me ask you a question: How often do you think uh, somebody becomes a fan of a driver because they like the product that is on the car? <laughs> Of that, that the driver is driving, and, I, and I'll give you an example. I like Kyle Busch because I love peanut M and M. Okay, well, you know, I, I think Mark Martin back in probably back in the nineties got a lot more fans when he had Viagra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a different kind of nut. Yeah, oh. but I'm but I'm a I'm a Diet Coke guy. I'm a, you know I definitely I, I fall in line with the Coca Cola products. So uh, you know then I'm a, a Kyle Petty fan. Yeah, so. and, and there. That you, you do get some of that, um, and back in the back in back in the beginning, um, which you had you had manufacturer loyalty. You had Ford guys, you had Chevy guys, you had Plymouth guys, you had uh, Mercury guys. You know, and they didn't care who you were as long as you drove their brand of car. They were more more loyal to the brand. And then it switched to the drivers when Richard Petty came along, when Dale Earnhardt Sr. came along in the late seventies. Those two guys really switched it from brand loyalty to driver loyalty. So uh, I, I think you get a lot of that where where people will people people listen. There were people will buy Tide because Daryl Walter drove the car, but when he quit driving it, they they quit buying Tide. They went back to the regular brand, and mm-hmm. and you do get stuff like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hey uh, Kyle, I love a uh, a well done uh, film about auto racing. There's been several of them: uh, Rush, Ford versus Ferrari. There's yeah. been a bunch. Uh, what about a, a definitive film about the Petty family or about your father, Richard Petty? Is it, anything like that uh, do you foresee in the near future? You know, we're, honestly, great question. We are working with Sony right now uh, ah. on, on, a, on a project. Um, 
they um, they did a story. They did a story back in uh, the 70s called 43, the Petty Story, and you can buy it uh, at a lot of truck stops in the dollar 45 bin. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Makes a great Christmas gift. And, and I think I think it's on. It, it, it might be on. Um, it might be on beta, and and, and <laughs> you, you can you can get it on beta in the in the I think the. Um, Laser disc. It all yeah. comes together as a pack. Beta so, okay. and Viewmaster. That's how bad it was. That's how bad that was. So, well, it does. Uh, it does need the real treatment. Uh, I mean, it's such a fascinating sport. And it, and the thing is, is that used to used to be. Oh, the the default was this is the thing of the South. No, you know, up here we have incredible uh, uh, tracks and and, Dover, and, and the Pocono. fandom Dover's yeah. and Pocono. Yeah. I mean, the, the the fan base is just, if not more loyal. You know, up here, it's crazy how popular this has become. Yeah, listen, it is crazy, but but and I look at it like I, I honestly look at two sports. I look at stock car racing or NASCAR was a southeastern sport. Hockey was a northeastern sport. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever thought that the Stanley Cup would be in Dallas, Texas? Who yeah. would think <laughs> Dallas? You know, I mean, I mean, you, there, the the world is a different world. It's a different place, um, and the fan bases have broadened so much, so much. Hockey is they are passionate about hockey in the south, and they are passionate about stock car racing in the Northeast and then in the Northwest, in Seattle. So I, I, I don't believe anybody envisioned that, you know, probably 30 or 40 years ago, and maybe as late as 20 years ago, nobody envisioned that. But I, I just think the world has changed, and the sports fans have changed. They're a lot more educated. They travel around. Um, they look for jobs in different places. They marry in different places, and, and they take their sport and their culture with them. Yeah, and you know what? And the Internet, is I, I'm sure, has uh, helped or maybe uh, hurt. I don't even know uh, as far as your anonymity is concerned because, you know, uh, NASCAR racers or, or, you know, IndyCar or whatever, um, you guys also, you know, it, it's like football players they, because you wear helmets. Yeah. Uh, you're, you, you had a certain level of anonymity, but, you know, I, I, it can sort of hurt if you're looking for, you know, any sort of, uh, endorsements or anything along those lines. But over the years, uh, you know, with the internet, everybody knows exactly what, you know, Kyle Petty looks like. And it's, and I do this thing with that uh, Delaware autism every single year It's called the dry for autism. I don't know if you're familiar with Artie Kempner yeah, from Fox. Yeah. So yeah, I'll shoot you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> He's, he is the man, but I, I've, I've been doing that for the last 20 or so years. And you'll go out, out on this golf course with all these NASCAR drivers and you're like, and they just blend in with the, with the background, you know, more so than than any other, I would say, professional athlete. Yeah, they, you know, they, here's the, here's the funny part. It, you know, when when you see a guy and you you say, "Oh, that's an that's an NBA player," mm-hmm. um, and and you see you see a guy and, and you say, "Oh, that's an NFL player." You know what I mean? I mean, you can yeah. you can you kind of get that. Um, NASCAR drivers are just regular people, um, <laughs> yeah. and, they, they, and they do blend in. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, they're, they're and they're getting smaller, man. They're like five three, five four, uh, so, and and um, but it, but it it is it's funny at the same time that that I I think that they blend into a crowd when you go somewhere uh, when you least expect it. You, you can go to New York City and you would and 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 walk down the street with a Kevin Harvick and people will stop him and say, "Man, I saw you win at Dover. I saw you win here. I saw you win there," and and it's fascinating because I don't think that we have ever had that level uh, of recognition in the past. I think NBC has done a, a great job of that. I think Fox has done a great job of that of promoting the drivers and putting the drivers out there. 
uh, in front of everybody. So that's been that's been a good that's been a huge plus for our sport. Uh, Kyle, a lot comes with being the the son of uh, Richard Petty. Is one of the biggest perks though a lifetime supply of blue emu when you need it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm wearing it right now, and I don't stink. It don't stink. stink. It just yeah. don't stink. We love those commercials. They're awesome. That's it. What a what a great tagline, man. Who right. thought anything like that would ever sell? Oh, it's the best. Well, they took that from a. They t- they took that from a popular douche, and so they oh, stop it. <laughs> oh my God, uh, Kyle! It is great to talk to you. Just want to remind everybody: Swerve or Die, Life at My Speed in the first family of NASCAR racing is available now. So make sure you check this out. You can go to kylepetty.com. Thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. You got it, Don't Kyle Petty, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different breed, right? Those guys oh, are my God. so cool. Yeah. There's, yeah, and just the uh, the banter, the talk, yeah. and, and and all that has just got a cool little vibe to it. I love it. He's saying they're getting down to like five, you know, five, four, five. I mean, dude, yeah. Jeff Gordon is a little guy. Yeah, uh, we we met him at the at nice the, to meet you at the drive for autism, <laughs> and he came over. He was pretty, he was pretty lit up. Too. Yeah, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. hanging out with us. Yeah, but I'm like, I drive in circles for a living. <laughs> I think he had retired at that point, so yes. he was definitely living his best life at that He's point. having a good time. That's all there's to it. Speaking of having a good time, there's a segue for you. There's a comedy show going on at Punchline tomorrow night. And a damn Club. good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are happy to have the star of that show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an evening. Jake Matera and Friends comedy show at Punchline tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. We give you Jake Matera. Yeah! Oh, my God. Jake. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. It's <laughs> emotional to return back to where you really learned everything. That's right. Yeah. I'm still wearing the same diaper <laughs> from the last stunt you guys sent me on. We've got to. We, we have, have to do that again. I'm yeah. here to get changed. Actually, yes. <laughs> well, I think I think you. Last time we had you on, you said something like, uh, I, "I I I forgot it was something about completely losing your we dignity." So, yeah. or whatever. It was just. The best. Well, we have this big baby head yeah. that actually yeah. looks good on you. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. That and looks- it's an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm no prize either. So, but yeah, that we, we, we that's a good reminder. We should do that again now yeah. that people are a little bit more comfortable with touching large babies. Uh, talking about like getting em- emotional, and one of my favorite memories of you, Jake, is is uh, it was after you had interned with us, and we did the comedy night at uh, Xfinity during the Camp Out for Hunger, yeah. and uh, you were one of our opening acts. It was on that big stage, yes, and you crushed it. And oh, you were man. brand new to yeah. comedy, and, and I give anybody uh, that, that gets that on the stage you know, all the credit in the world, but you had gotten out there, you had a huge crowd in front of you, and you absolutely crushed it, and it made you feel so good that, like, oh, when man. you when you got down off of the stage, you were, like, in tears. You were so happy. Yeah. And, I, like, and I you've it, and you've come a long way from then, and you were great then as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've definitely, I, I still hang on to that memory. That's all I have, actually. It's yeah. just that one time. <laughs> yeah. In, in, the, in, in the all more, downhills. In the bleaker <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah. I remember, well, I, I remember your, I don't remember what your opening line was, but I remember dying at whatever you came out with at that same show that Casey's talking about, and I was like, "Wow, okay." Oh, man. <laughs> I want to ask you uh, about a particular joke because I think it's a great joke that you tell, and it's about Dak Prescott, the quarterback for the Cowboys, and uh, and you posted it on Instagram, uh-huh. and you got some heat from Cowboys fans. I did. I, I think that it's a, a 
not at all making fun of Cowboys or Cowboys fans or even Dak Prescott, but people are so sensitive that yeah. they they are. Uh, so tell the joke and then <laughs> oh and then talk God. about uh, a little bit about Nick, what happened in the pushback. You're telling me to tell the joke. <laughs> yes, you're making him right. tell a joke. I, well, the story makes more sense when you tell the joke. Okay. So basically, the joke is you'd find it on Instagram at Jake Matera. By the way, boom, got yeah. the plug in. Uh, <laughs> It's um, it's basically just a joke about how he still texts his mom before every game oh, yeah. that he yeah. loves her and he, like wishes she would be there to see him play. I said that's sweet, but like, like when you die, you don't keep your cell phone number. They just reassign it, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So that means his whole career he's been texting this number, and it's just some guy in Louisiana. It's where he's from, yeah. and he's just looking at the phone like, oh, it's it's Dak again. <laughs> What should I say? And he's just like, love you too, son. And he just responded, damn it, I did the joke, Nick. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, it's all awesome. hey. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I had to go on a number one morning show just to bomb by retelling my own joke. It's uh, a good joke. Uh, but basically, it's just, you know, it's a wrong number text right. joke. That's all it is. But, you know, and so that's, you, oh, people yeah. get offended for every freaking thing. So. How dare you talk about Dax's dead mom? I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. That woman worked her fingers to the bone. Yeah. I want to make Make sure that we mention your uh, podcast, which is oh, very popular, uh, Jake. It's a little stinkers. That's right. Tell everyone what it's about because oh, uh, I love this concept. Well, thank you. Thanks for mentioning. It's little stinkers. It's a podcast. It's a true crime podcast for all you crazies out there. It's the biggest thing right now. Uh, yeah, and it's basically we cover serial killers and just people who have done like weird, famous crimes. We've covered like uh, Phil Spector. Yes, and his son actually commented and like. I clarify some of the details for us in the comments, which oh. is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, what's, what's the name of it? Lil Stinkers. Lil yeah. Stinkers. Yeah. Okay. My uh, my buddies Mike Rainey and John Nocalo are my co-hosts. They're really funny dudes. And uh, basically, Mike's uh, just obsessed with serial killers. It scares me, actually. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he just teaches us all about them. And it's terrifying. But it's fascinating. You guys also bring a, an appropriate sense of humor yeah. to the backstories and a lot of these people, how you could not see yeah. these yeah. people and were going to be Like, like the other day, uh, Mike uh, just decided to drink his own pee on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've done that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've done that live. Not on a podcast, just live on the air. Yeah. Clarifying moment in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I had also learned something during your act that I actually talked about on this show, and I don't know if it's actually true, but you said that there is a spot basically in this country where anybody can get away with murder. Is yes, that true? That is true. That's in Yellowstone. Right. It's a zone of death. Yep. It's a it's a little uh, sliver of Idaho. It's under no jurisdiction, yeah. right? Yeah, so the uh, lawyer found it like 15 years ago. I guess they wrote it in like a thesis or they just wrote like a paper about it, and it's just an area where you can go, no no jurisdiction, and so if you get if you murder someone there... <laughs> You're, as a defendant, it's it's your prerogative to be tried in the state and the district of where you commit the crime. And because it's federal land, nobody lives there. Right. So you just you you can go there, get your trial. But then, as a defendant, you get to choose between judge and jury. And if you choose a jury, there's no one there. So, essentially, by default, yeah. So you could potentially walk. Yeah. And just be murdered. No, but you'll probably you'll murder someone and there'll be like a, a retirement village that's put in there. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. Have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think <laughs> what they try to get you on is a conspiracy outside of. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it, it would certainly be where every, all the psychopaths you report on would be heading towards. That's right. where they dump the bodies in Yellowstone? <clears throat> no, that's where they 
they make the bodies. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, right, okay. yeah. That's how they do the killing. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask about uh, your personal life because you got two kids now. Yeah. We were just talking about that. One's about to turn five. Yep. And you have a 10-month-old. That's right. I have James who's turning five on Monday, which is amazing. And uh, Jude, who uh, just turned 10 months Sunday. Okay. So it's awesome. It's, it's a bit of a gap between It's a gap, kids. yeah. But uh, you know what, James? It's like he's such a good big brother to Jude. It's 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 so awesome to see them play together. And yeah. It's like, yeah, he's like a he's basically like a a second dad. You know, he's waiting for me to just. <laughs> it allows them to leave you alone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Did you go with Jude because of uh, Beatles? Or we, we, I was like, I know Preston's a big Beatles fan. Yeah. I think this will get his attention. Maybe I can That's get back what on you the did. show. <laughs> Finally, Mission accomplished. it works. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Your wife went for it. That's yeah. good. Actually, do you guys have the Kate Flannery clip you can play for me right now? Did she send over a clip from? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Did you guys? Have you guys singing? We don't have. Yeah. It. Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry, yeah. man. It's all right. It's a be- uh, you have a beautiful family there. Oh, Look at the you. picture right now. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, who's on the bill, by the way, for the show? Thank you for asking. Yes, and um, this is Saturday. By yes, the way. Uh, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday show. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Wednesday is the new uh, Saturday. It's yeah. it's tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Guys, yeah. please come. It's 8 o'clock. Uh, I have Chip Chantry on the show. Mike Rainey, who I do Little Stinkers with. Excellent. Um, I have Eric Terrell, who I do a stand-up podcast called Stand Up Guys with. Um, Christian Weckeser and uh, Romy Rosner. So you got some, some up-and-comers and, and people that you work with. Yeah, people are fans exactly. of you, people, fans of the podcast. People to carry the load of the show. Right. Because I released an album last year called A Soft One. It's for free on YouTube. You could buy it if you want. I don't care. Just go listen yeah. to it. Share it, like it, all that crap. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just doing a bunch of new material with this show. So I'm going to host the show, do some time in between the okay. comics, and just kind of do like a Bob Hope showcase. All right, that was my question as to what the what the format was. So you're gonna you're gonna host the show, and then you're gonna do a headline set at the end. I'm gonna yeah, I'm just gonna do time in between everybody, okay. and then that allows you to work on material. Yeah, That's exactly. Just, yep. Smartly played, sir. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have Chip close it out because he's super strong. And he's just, great. Yeah, yeah. Was Chip all right? So I always get uh, these guys confused. Was Chip ever a school teacher? Yes, no, he was. Okay. You're yeah. thinking of Chun Chertwell. <laughs> no, no. Because he's got a great joke about uh, this little kid comes up and he says, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so called me the C-word. Yeah, and, that's uh, an old joke. Yeah, that's it, an old and word. it is so good because the C-word is not what you think the C-word is. Right, right. Uh, and I can, I can never remember what the C-word actually was. I don't know if you remember that or yeah. not. Well, he might... <laughs> Does he use oh, it? No, 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 it's, no, no, it's like 15 years old, this okay. joke. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it's funny. It's very simple and sweet. He's yeah. good, man. I wanted to ask, besides uh, the podcast and uh, and your comedy career, yeah. do you do anything besides that, or is this your full-time? Oh, man, I do I do everything. I have like, do do? six other jobs. I have a, I'm a digital media produce, producer in the day, okay. uh, which they've so graciously allowed me to get out of work. So, you know, yeah, come you. by here. Yeah, go, very nice. And I... Uh, I've I've taught stand up comedy. I, I do that often. I do a lot of corporate workshops and stuff like that. Um, I Public speaking, public speaking, yeah. and crochet. You crochet? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, big big knithead. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come yeah. on, money and crochet these yeah. days. Yeah, you know it's it's okay. It, on the competitive it, side, it lets me follow the dead in company. That's what it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm doing a, I'm doing a lot, man. It's fun. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Is that hard to to juggle all that? Oh stuff? my god. Yeah. I'm, how much time do you have, Preston? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, it's got to no be. Time. I'm t- way too disorganized to, to yeah. handle multiple things like well, you're, that. You're out. When you're doing stand-up, you're out till all hours, and yeah. you, you have your your day job, yep. and that 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 it, it's. But listen, man, everything is going in the right direction for you. I mean, the 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 uh, 
the the uh, uh, little sinkers is generating some some capital for you, correct? Yeah, yeah. Very. Would cool. you would you have the is, is there a possibility to tour with the schedule you have? Or you know, I, I set up like little weekends. Like okay, you know, I'll, I'll do maybe like two weekends away a month. Maybe you okay. know, I just got to get away from the family. Oh, yeah. no, just kidding. Yeah, it's, it's got to, to be annoying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll just do. I'll pick my spots and just try not to lose en- enough money to justify it. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I think you're a really fun and funny follow on on Instagram and, and TikTok. One of my favorite videos is of you uh, when the when the crew's dancing in the Breakfast Club. And uh, you're in the and oh, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. also in the library, yeah. just kind of watching them from afar. Wait, is that on Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's it's old, but yeah, it's uh, every listen. Um, I just love the Breakfast Club. All right, if I could just watch you dance from a from a private corner, I would be happy to do that. It's Preston's favorite movie. It's my yeah. all-time yeah. favorite yeah. movie. It yeah. is. It is. It's, it's, a great it's, it's, yeah, it's just me yelling at them for being loud in the library. That's all it is. <laughs> kind of getting into it. Yeah. So Jake Matera on Instagram, right? That's right. Yeah. And Matera is spelled M-A-T-T-E-R-A. If you want a, a, a great follow, then you need to jump on board. And if you want to go to a great show. Uh, it is going to be tomorrow night, and uh, so check it out. Yeah, eight p.m. Uh, PunchlinePhilly.com. And as far as getting uh, the podcast, which is uh, like Steve was saying, really taking off, um, you go through Spotify or yeah, all, all the platforms, all the platforms. Uh, yeah, yeah, little... and it's called Lil Stinkers. I've got to check that out. It's fun, man. Yeah, it's cool. We'll definitely do that. Anything else you want to add before we no, cut I, you free, sir? Thank you so much. I it's wonderful to guys. see you. We miss yeah, you. Guys. I miss you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thank mm-hmm. you for your time. Anytime, Jake Matera, guys. Hey! Jake Matera and Friends Comedy Show, Punchline, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Tickets at punchlinephilly.com. We're going to take a break and come back with the Bizarre Files. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to make good on a couple of old shirts um, that I sometimes, man, I just... They just uh, this one goes out to Aaron Burr. They get packed <laughs> up, and I lose track of them. So these are old. All right, uh, but I'm not going to get. That's to how old. we got Angorski. I know, right? Yeah. Um, what would Angorski do? <laughs> right. Exactly. She would do this. Uh, this says, "Hey, Pris- Presbo, Prisbo. <laughs> There's a new one. Yep. Prisbo, Prisbo, uh, just Prisbo, quick, and Prisbo. Shout out for my wife Christina and little girl Juliana, born on." Uh, June twenty seventh in Augusta, Georgia. Okay, listen. They, if they listen with any regularity, they're going to hear this. I've lived all over, but grew up in Bucks County. Also, can I get a yoo-hoo for JJ? You guys, uh, Hall of Fame rock. Thanks, says from Steve Bancroft. So all right, start out. Yeah. I got to figure out a way to fix that because it it overmodulates when you it do does. that. Yeah, but I don't care. Well, I, I'm operatically trained, so I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, another one says, uh, good afternoon, Preston. Uh, hey, bitches. It says, my boyfriend, Kristen, or Christian uh, Janicek, I guess is how you say his last name, uh, is a huge fan of the show. He listens to you guys every morning on his ride to work, and will rewatch the show on YouTube huh. when he comes home. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. All right. His birthday is September 8th. <laughs> oh, perfect. You're uh-huh. ahead of it. Good job. Out of the game, but you, you've always said, and it's an honest thing. Yeah, you you can't pick a specific time. You'll get to it when you get to it. I tried for a while. It just doesn't work. Sometimes by accident, you get it right on the money. Uh, so, and I was curious if there's any way to give him some sort of shout out uh, or surprise from the show. He's turning 25 this year, and I'm doing a 25 day <laughs> countdown event advent calendar surprise that he gets to open one gift every day until he gets his big gift on his actual birthday. That's really nice. 
Uh, and I think a shout-out from you guys would really put his birthday over the top. If not, I totally understand. Thanks so much for your time and reading my email. Much appreciated, Sabrina. Right? Did I just ruin her surprise birthday? Doesn't matter. Gift? Doesn't matter. Oh, no. She didn't say don't read this on the no, air. No, she would have like said that. that. She asked for a surprise. This is a surprise for her. Right. It's a surprise for us that we're doing yep. it so early. This right. is from Sabrina Risley in Newark, Delaware. So uh, here's a shard out. And happy birthday. And you have a, you're being very nice to your boyfriend. That's a wonderful thing to do. I hope he enjoys that Advent calendar. It's a cute idea. It is. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, hey, fun story. This isn't a shard out, just a fun story, it says. Uh, loved, loved to Minnesota. It says loved. I think they moved. mean moved. Yeah. Moved to Minnesota 12 years ago. Did they hire a loving company? Heading home next weekend for our, uh, for some long family visits. I went to a Minnesota United soccer game. I was chatting with my girlfriend when a lady comes up to me with a super thick South Philly accent and asked me, are you from Philly? I, uh, and I was amazed, shocked, confused, asked how she knew. She said, well, I saw your Preston and Steve tattoo and I just figured. <laughs> Gadzooks, they said. My first run-in was someone about my tattoo, and it happened 1,200 miles away uh, with someone sitting five seats away from me. Thought I'd share that. Have a great day. That is a good story. Anthony Garcia. So that's kind of fun. Uh, When is this event? 7 p.m. Okay, yeah, I can mention this. All right, yeah. All right, so this is a butt plug. It says, uh, my name is Larissa. My husband and I own Five Smooth Stones Family Farm in Warrington, PA. We sell eggs, honeys, veggies, mm. uh, and other assorted items. The farm, though, isn't the butt plug I'm requesting. Sorry if this gets blabby. It means a lot to me. In our township, there's a park. It's called Lions Pride Park. That is an all-abilities playground. It has the highest wheelchair-accessible slide in the country. And there are also sensory-specific playground sections, braille boards, and even a supported swing for adults. That sounds very cool. My dear friend Mariah has dedicated so much of her time and effort to assisting with the planning, construction, and upkeep of this park. Last summer, the township was brainstorming ideas for fundraising, and Mariah suggested a farmer's market. Warrington has never had one before. So she built one from nothing in under a month and launched midsummer last year. This year, Warrington's Farmer's Market is back full force each Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. There are about 40 vendors that set up at Lower Nike Park on Folly Road in Warrington. All vendors' fees go directly to funding Lions Pride Park. Uh, this coming Friday, J- July 1st. Oh, my God. There's a foam party and pony rides, and there's always food trucks and live music. It's a really great activity. But, Kathy... Yeah. Uh, every Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. now through October. There you go. Also, so I want to know on. about her farm, if they do anything there. I'll hand this over to you yeah, come for, on. for fall activities. For activities. Uh, that is from uh, Lisa Weiskopf, longtime listener, occasional texter, first-time e- emailer, the end. So there's a butt plug, uh, Lower Nike. Uh, park, uh, 301 Folly Road in Warrington, now through October. So. We're looking at a picture of it. It looks pretty amazing. That's excellent. I love it when they do... Cool, accessible stuff yeah. like that for all people. Uh, so, Kathy, here you go. Thank you. And the email, and it didn't make it to you. I'm sorry. Way to go. One last shard out, and I, I have more to make up for, and I will eventually get to them. Uh, this says, hey, Peabods, could you please send a shard out to Dick Vermeil? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he deserves it. I yeah. uh, heard about the uh, Concours d'Elegance at the Simone Foundation, uh, which was back on the 24th on your show. My wife and I... Had not been to the museum in years, so we decided to attend. Turns out that we were able to show our 78 El Camino, Ellie Mae, 
in the car show outside. We were not part of the actual concourse show. That was invitation only, but it was pretty cool to be able to participate. So thank you, Dick Vermeil, for mentioning the event. A shard out is definitely deserved. Love you guys like Dr. Mike. That is from John and Faith Shore from Newcastle, Delaware. Very nice. Yeah. So that was kind yeah, of fun. a few right there. Yeah, so I'll eventually get to them. All right, now we can do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Monster Mania. Come see the biggest names in horror this weekend at Monster Mania Con 50 at the Doubletree in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. <clears throat> Tickets are available online at monstermania.net. Hold on a second. What? <laughs> Preston's coughing. What's that? Preston's coughing He's a lot. He's coughing a lot. I know. Use the dumb button. You okay? Yeah. Use the cough button. Uh, an eight-year-old, this is messed up, an eight-year-old British boy was attacked by two sharks while on holiday in the Bahamas. Yeah. Finley Downer was surrounded by three nurse sharks, actually, while swimming in a lagoon last week, his family said, before he was pulled to safety after suffering bites on both legs. Finley was then uh, taken to a clinical in the capital of Nassau, where he underwent a three-hour operation. Uh, Finley's father, Michael, said that it was like a scene out of Jaws. Um, Michael had taken the family, including Finley and his sisters Lily and Emily, on a five-island tour when the attack took place at Compass K. Uh, the family told the paper that they joined a crowd of people swimming among nurse sharks in the lagoon. His father recalled that there was so much blood that his son said to him, Dad, I don't want to die. Wow. Uh, the family has since returned home where Finley is recovering. A uh, tour guide operator, Exuma Escapes, uh, told the son the family entered a lagoon not used on their tour without a guide. They described nurse sharks as usually docile bottom feeders yeah. unless handled incorrectly. So th- um, th- so it was sort of the thing where you go swim with these sharks, correct? Well, no, this was not on part of their tour, right. and it was not in the area that they go to, so they kind of wandered off on their own, I huh. uh, so, But, yeah, they're usually, they usually just sit I mean, at the bottom. They're nurses. The, the nurse sharks. So, yeah. yeah, they're there to care for people when they're not eating your ankles. <laughs> Uh, the general manager of a barbecue restaurant in Texas says that a, steeple, a, a thief stole almost $3,000 worth of brisket. Brisket? On the morning of August 4th, Allison Clem, the general manager of Le Barbecue in Austin, Texas, said that 20 briskets were stolen by someone who jumped a fence around 4 a.m. and ran toward the smoker. What? Clem said she thinks that the thief had been planning the theft. She the said, hell are you doing? <laughs> she'd be running toward the smoker. She said, we're kind of speculating that he has been watching. It's the goddamnest thing I ever saw. She said, you know, somebody that used to cook for us, possibly. It must have been an inside job. We haven't uh, had turnover in our house since we've been here, so it wouldn't be current. So that's kind of strange that he knew. Uh, she said the incident was caught on camera and went on for about 15 minutes. She said, one of my strongest guys back there can barely lift 10 briskets in a box, and the thief lifted them over his head, so I really just think it was planned. It was planned. She yeah. mes- measured weight All right, everybody brisket. come back yep. here. I want to see how many briskets you can lift. Uh, uh, enter your name on this chart. The cost of the meat is around $3,000 when seasoning and labor is factored in, she said. Eddie, you're a 12 biscuit guy. <laughs> <laughs> a polar bear attacked a campsite in Norway's remote Arctic Svalbard Islands, injuring a French tourist, adding that the wounds weren't life-threatening, but the bear was later killed. Uh, the woman was Why? part of... 
A yeah. tour. I didn't kill him. Uh, the woman was part of a tour group of 25 people camping at Svezleta. Uh, the campsite was located across a fjord from the Longyearbyen. Uh, authorities Is that the Longyearbyen? Uh, responded to the news of the attack, which came shortly after 8.30 a.m. by flying there in a helicopter, according to Chief Superintendent uh, Stein Olav Birdi. Uh, the French woman suffered injuries to an arm, he said. Shots were fired at the polar bear, which was scared away from the area. Further details on her injuries were not disclosed, and she was flown by helicopter to the hospital. Uh, Svalbard is dotted with warnings about polar bears. Visitors who choose to sleep outdoors receive stern warnings from authorities uh, that people must carry firearms. At least five people have been killed by polar bears since the 1970s. Get wow. away from me, you, you <laughs> disgusting, disgusting beast. A New Jersey couple are the latest to have fallen victim to a notori- no- okay. notorious ripoff. That wasn't bad. Uh, Mykonos restaurant. Did I say Mykonos, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. After being charged $560 for a platter of oysters and two glass boots of beer and two cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? $560. Theodora McCormick, a 50-year-old lawyer from New Jersey, said she and her husband were slapped with a $557 tab for a dozen oysters and four drinks at DK Oyster Bar. McCormick said that they ordered uh, only to be polite while stopping in to call a cab during a vacation at the ritzy Greek island. She said that when they complained about the bill, a gauntlet of hulking male waiters intimidatingly surrounded them until they agreed to swallow the bill. Uh, McCormick said she had expected to pay around $250 for the drinks and food, but she is the latest in a long line of hapless tourists to fall victim to the rip-off restaurant in a series of dreadful trip advisor reviews warning visitors to Mykonos uh, of, of its overinflated prices. Now, the account comes uh, a week, and we covered this story, after a young Canadian couple's headline-making tab of $410 for one beer, one cocktail, a dozen oysters at the same restaurant prompted its owner to call the couple wannabe influencers trying to gain attention. So this is what they do. They they sucker you in, and then they... they, they tar- yep, tourists. Way overcharge you. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, they were at it again. I mean, how much longer can you continue as a restaurant when you have all this global negative press? Yep. All right, and then one last story, and I sent you guys a video of this yesterday. Uh, Moose are generally peaceful creatures, uh, though in the fall during mating season, bull moose tend to be more aggressive, and the females may also get aggressive when protecting their young, although there are... Uh, they are the largest of the deer family. Moose have nervous dispositions. If something Why start- don't you forget the moose for a moment? <laughs> uh, if something startles them, it can easily become overwhelmed and stressed out, which could result in aggressive behavior. Uh, bears are not nervous creatures. They actually can take down a full-grown moose. But there's a video that you can see a massive size difference between a moose and a bear, and you can also see how the tables turn mm-hmm. when a moose displays aggressive behavior. And in the video, you see a female moose or cow running out of the water, making splashes as she runs. You'll hear some vocalization in the air. And then a bear comes into view running from this shed. And this moose is chasing this bear down. I mean, all around this area and chases it into the water. And eventually, it it comes back out of the water. The the moose starts chasing it again. This bear... Mm -hmm. Runs towards the building and goes smack into a window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't break the window, uh, but you get an idea of how big those things are. Those moose are if they really want to go for it. Uh, but uh, it, it so the, so a, a, in nature, a bear can or do they? 
Is it common for a bear to attack a moose? I wouldn't think that. I don't know. Probably not attack, but um, I saw a grizzly bear one time eating a moose carcass. Yeah. I, I think the I think wolves had actually killed the moose, a pack of wolves. Right. And then the grizzly bear stole the moose from uh, I mean, from the pack of wolves. Nature's effed yeah. up. Yeah. Yep, yep. So try to forget the moose if you can. <laughs> for a moment. Why just don't a moment. you forget yes. the moose? For a moment. All right, that's it. That's what I got in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Don't forget, just a little bit more time for you to uh, enter for a Preston Steve tattoo. Text word tattoo to 39333, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, our sponsor. But if you are, if you've already done that or you're texting this now and you want a chance to win something else, we have Elvis on digital. Uh, this is the one starring Tom Hanks and Austin Butler, directed by Boz Lerman. Uh, and we will take call number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Elvis will take your breath away with stunning sets, beautiful costumes, and everyone's favorite Elvis Presley songs. The film is now on digital, so we can set you up with that. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a lesson question for today, and we're going to give away a four-pack of Six Flags tickets. That'd be a good one to go to this Oh my God, yeah. The question we will go with is, what was John Quincy Adams to John Adams? Now, not the real historical answer of father. That's not what we're looking for. Right, right. Something else. What was John Quincy Adams to John Adams? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see see if you know the answer to that. John John Quincy Adams was the son of John Adams, right? right? yes. Yes. Okay, but that's not what we want. And not like uh, Abe Lincoln saying cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first person to say. That's awesome. Cowabunga. Wow. Uh, we're going to do... telling your class that. We're going to do the uh, the trash yeah. while you're calling in. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. You can stop by Rita's today and grab their newest and sweetest treat. Yeah. Go candy crazy with Rita's new candy kapow ice. Kapow! Yeah, kapow, pow, pow. Kapow, kaboomba! Uh, but you can get there. You want to get there as quick as it is available for a limited time only. Kaboomba! All right, it's up this morning, Steve. <laughs> well, Britney Spears calling out a Catholic church in Santa Monica for not allowing her and her now husband to get married there. Spokesman for the church explained that they simply could not bend their rules on topless weddings. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. While promoting her H&M campaign in a new interview, 84-year-old Jane Fonda revealed the one plastic surgery procedure she is not, quote, proud of. Fonda says that if she had a chance for a do-over, she probably would have skipped the elbow penis. <laughs> and finally, Dominic Monaghan telling People Magazine that he never watched himself in his cult classic TV series, Lost. Monahan says he felt no need to since he quickly figured out that they were in purgatory. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's do the lesson question answer, see if somebody knows this. Uh, what was John Quincy Adams to John Adams? And we'll go to Dan for the answer. Hi, Dan. Good morning. 
Yes, I'd like to order a massive meaty men, please. <laughs> oh my god. Massive meaty men. That's a great callback. We'll work on that for you, Dan. In the meantime, tell us what John Quincy Adams was to John Adams. He was just dry cleaner. Dry cleaner. Yeah. Hang on, Dan. Get your info. Going to give you a four-pack of Six Flags tickets. You can keep the summer vibes rolling at Six Flags' newest festival, Summer Vibes, with six uniquely themed areas. Mouthwater Eats, live entertainment plus eye-popping spectacles throughout the park. For best deals, visit SixFlags.com. Um, that guy who was jacking it into um, <laughs> paper towels in my living room watching Massive Meaty Men uh-huh. um, has since become a born-again Christian and written off basically every friend in his life. So wow. we have we don't know where like real I mean we know where he is but we don't talk to him and he likes one he wants nothing, nothing to do nothing to do with anybody and uh he, he actually so massive meaty men broke him. It broke him. Uh yeah he had something in his life that happened where where friends reached out and you know uh you know just kind of said a kind word and he basically said thank you and was very nice but said uh, pretty much, I don't. I'm not going to be friends with you. So okay, I think Massive Meaty Men was rock bottom. It probably was. That was it. Most people him. will say that Massive Meaty Men is is definitely on the way down, or at least being busted yeah. for ordering Massive he, Meaty But men. when he was busted, he didn't even care. He didn't care. He was like, "Oh yeah, that was me." And no. we were like, "All right then." All right, fair enough. All right, I got music news items. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. Mom. Uh, brought to you by Monster Mania. You can come see the biggest names in horror this weekend at Monster Mania Con 50 at the Doubletree in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, tickets are available online at monstermania.net. We're going to start with a concert announcement. Whoa. Uh, MMR rocks this show, and it is John Petrucci featuring Mike Portnoy and Dave LaRue. That's wow. pretty cool. So some intense prog rock taking place, and special guests will be Mean Streak. The show will be Friday, October 14th at the Keswick Theater. Uh, tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., and you want to listen to Brent Porsche this week. Uh, to win tickets, uh, complete details available at WMMR.com. So that's some intense music to be played. Is the Fresh Beat Band on this bill as well? At the Keswick Theater. I think Fresh Beat Band is opening uh, for John Petrucci uh, featuring Mark, Mike Portnoy and Dave LaRue. I wonder if Zach are uh, imaging. Oh, man. Genius. This, <coughs> this is, is a show designed for him. Yep, that is uh, right in the heart of what he loves. So. Again, Friday, October 14th, Keswick Theater. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. And Brent Porsche will have tickets for you to win. Complete details at WMMR.com. Uh, in a recent interview... Hang on, guys. I'm sorry. <coughs> I got something <coughs> stuck in my throat. <coughs> if only he'd hit the cough button. Is it a Spanish peanut? I need you to stop talking. It actually is. <coughs> oh. It is. What is uh. it from? <coughs> I gave Preston a present. Uh, oh. He mentioned this on air a while back. And, Did you uh, try a little bit? I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Preston had some, and he found it delicious, but there's... Deadly hash. One of the ingredients is uh, a, a Spanish peanut, and yes, uh, the ice cream was, that he wanted to have was uh, heavenly hash. I didn't realize what the ingredients were. I'm just killing time. Wait, He brought in heavenly hash for Preston, who obviously sampled it, and now has uh, nuts in his throat. Okay, uh, <laughs> chocolate ice cream, Spanish peanut... I think it's the skin of the nuts. <laughs> He's got skin. Dude, yeah. I'm not even amping this up. No. Sucks. You want some water? It does suck. I have water. Okay. Do you want some heavenly hash? More ice cream? <laughs> no, more that ice might cream. help. Because it does, it's, honestly. It's thicker. Yes. Yeah. It's thicker. 
We're not going to be able to go on. <laughs> All right. He's good. This just in, professional broadcaster in Philadelphia radio line, Preston Elliott, died today after eating a spoonful of heavenly hash. That sucks. Huh? The present I gave him and I killed him? Oh, I see the plan. <laughs> yeah. Nick and Steve. <laughs> it's happening. I'm going to put... Hey, hang on a second here. It's like peanuts in there. It's actually been... Uh, I've, I've actually been coughing a fair amount lately. Did it go down? <clears throat> it didn't. I didn't think that it did. Uh, but it feels like like something uh, stuck Stop. tickling. Like uh, a baby? <clears throat> no. <clears throat> Not getting kicks. It's still like tickling. Wouldn't it be, the, sucks. It'd be the Steve and Nick show? Like, you, you'd get yeah, you first top yeah. film. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm very sort of centered and good. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> All right. Steve and Nick. Nick and Not Steve an attention whore. I don't know. No, Nick no. and Steve has a better ring to it. You know what I liked was Weston and Steve. I thought that was yeah, good. That was good. <laughs> no, the thing about... Well, you can be guaranteed we'll use our cough buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be like this. Right. Uh, no. Not this rough shot short of crap. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say... <clears throat> <clears throat> You you want a mini Heimlich? Is there a passive Heimlich? No, 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 no. <laughs> Steve's name sounds better second simply because of the letter S. It I does. Think, yeah. I think that it's uh, yeah. leading with that doesn't quite... You need something Steven, a little more punchy. Yeah. Steve and Preston does not work. Preston yeah. and Steve. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> what, if, what if your name was Sam? <laughs> then who would go Sam and Steve. Sam and Steve. Well, Sam and well, Steve. Sam and Dave, so... Right. The, the, the R&B duo, so maybe it's... Uh, right. <clears throat> Beatles, what does that mean? I love when people come in here and say Steve and Preston. Oh, I get it. Profess to be long-time oh, no, no. listeners. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or what is great is is when you're being introduced, like yeah. at a big event yeah, with yeah. tons Steve of people out there. and Preston. And then they, they introduce it that way. My favorite thing is... Good to switch it up. We will even stand whenever we are being photographed or there's yep. a video, we stand in the proper Preston Steve. Yeah. Let's no. Somebody just texted and said, I need you to stop coughing and listen to me. <laughs> I need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> so a couple of years ago when Brandon Graham did the uh, Pee Wee Herman dance after he sacked uh, that quarterback from the Jets. Right. Uh, he's on camera saying, uh, somebody, I, I think Fletcher Cox is like, what was up with the Pee Wee Herman dance? He's like, oh, man, like. It was uh, it was on. I was on with Casey and Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, for Brandon Graham, yeah. that's what it was. Mm. Need to gargle. I'm sorry. <laughs> do it. Do it. Into the mic, though. No. Do you want me to finish for you, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Did that sound good, Kathy? Yes. Or is that, was that disgusting? I know Does that remind you of Massive Meaty Men? <laughs> I think it's clear. Yo, ever heard of jerk mate? <laughs> I think I think it's clear now. Yo, by Actually, the way, somebody texted. He said, "Now is a good time for you to do your famous tracheotomy." <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. You've been practicing. I'm pretty years. good. Yeah, I uh, can do it with the big pen. Well, we have uh, we've got scissors and pens over there. We here. go. All right. In a recent interview, uh, Bush frontman Gavin Rossdale discussed the heavy musical direction of the band's upcoming album, "The Art of Survival." And by the way, he's going to be here. At the MMR Studios on Thursday. Isn't that cool? He is going to be here, right? Yeah. Yes. I think he's yeah. performing Sucking on a Chili Dog. Mm. Ah. <laughs> he said that... Uh, Sucking on a Chili Dog. He said people are always uh, talking about the state. 
saying, where's rock music? What, is, what does it mean to anyone? And to me, it's always just like the best. It's like the counter uh, counterculture. And this is so funny when you play these massive festivals and massive shows, but it's this <laughs> underground thing, and I like the danger of it. He continued saying, when I play regular standard tune guitars right now, I'm like, mm, don't know about that. But as soon as I play my drop tune guitars, I'm like, yeah, baby. He added that uh, the whole new Bush record is drop C. Oh. <clears throat> C word? No. Oh. <laughs> he said it's nice to have that because uh, people, it's just subliminal in your system. It feels so heavy. And you can either choose to scream on it. Some guys are really good at screaming. Some guys are really good at dog barking. That's not my thing. I just like melody. It, I like interesting cultural crashes. What the hell are you talking mm. about? You know, no. so I remember talking, uh, uh, Bill talking about this yesterday. The plan is not for him to perform, but we may just have this guitar sitting by his side when he joins him. Make sure yeah, it's if you want set to, to drop C. Drop C. Drop C. We have, we have uh, Zach can do that. Uh, so anyhow, that's going to be on Thursday, something by with Pierre. I think it's around 2 o'clock or something. Very like cool. Very cool. Uh, Black Sabbath legends Ozzy Osbourne and guitarist uh, Tony Iommi surprised their hometown crowd in Birmingham, England with a brief performance at the city's Commonwealth Games. Uh, the pair, and I think we have a clip. We do. <clears throat> the pair took to uh, the stage. Ozzy shouted, I am Iron Man, and then they launched into the signature 1972 Paranoid. Why would you yell, I am Iron Man, and then know. go into Paranoid? You'd sing Iron Man. <clears throat> I am um, Paranoid. Here is... Uh, I have it down here on the hotkey. Go ahead. Sounds pretty good. It does. Pairing with the group were a pair of musicians who had backed Sabbath on their last tour, bassist keyboardist Adam Wakeman and drummer Tommy uh, Clufettos. Uh, Rolling Stone reported Iomi had opened the Commonwealth Games, which include swimming, triathlon, uh, boxing, and rugby sevens, <clears throat> among other sports, on July 28th, playing a song called Hear My Voice, London-born saxophonist and rapper uh, Soweto Kinch. Did Ozzy compete? No, he did not compete, as far as I know. No, go to swim a mile. Uh, the track featured Iomi's bluesy guitar solos over New Age strings and Kinch's saxophone so lines. So, Iomi sat out the tour, right? The last... Mm. Was he the one who sat out the tour? <clears throat> no, it was uh, the drummer, Bill Ward. Ah, there we go. Um, but, as far, I mean, the, yeah, because he, he has... He was, he was sick or something right. like that or has a condition and they thought it wouldn't be safe. Yet, Ozzy can go on tour. Jesus, look at the picture of Ozzy in the ocean there. Yep. Looks like something from Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. All right, and then finally, uh, nearly 13 minutes of tape featuring 14-year-old Roger Daltrey entertaining his friends has been unearthed. Tim Bailey, the son of one of Daltrey's friends who recorded the performance on a homemade reel-to-reel -reel recorder. I want to hear this. Has yeah. taken his father's edit of nearly hour-long tape and posted it to the Who.com message board and on YouTube. We can grab that. I don't know, Connor, if you can be able to find that. I apologize for not getting to you ahead of time for this. But <clears throat> the original tapes 
were donated to the British, the British Sound Library around 2015. And the webmasters on the Who's official site have passed the audio on to Daltrey. Among the tunes played by the pubescent Daltrey, who's called by his nickname, uh, I guess it's Percy. Percy Daltrey? Well, spelled P-E-R-C-E. Uh, Would that be purse? Maybe purse. Clutch um, purse? On acoustic guitar in his friend's bedroom in Heston, England, are the Platters, the Great Pretender, uh. the Everly Brothers' Bird Dog, and All I Have to Do is Dream, Buddy Holly's Thinking Over, uh, the Teddy Bears, To Know Him Is To Love Him, and Conway Twitty's It's Only Make Believe. That's crazy. Yeah, we have a little bit of this? Yeah, this is him actually doing a Who song back then when okay. he was 14 years old. It's I just pitched it up. That's all. Oh. <laughs> it actually sounds really. That sounds like a girl. It sounds uh-huh. like a girl. That singing. just sounds like somebody covering it. Yeah. That's what? why we didn't react. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds like uh, elementary school kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't. It's a boy, Mrs. I kind of like that. Me yeah. too. I do too. They should reissue the album spread up. All the, the, the entire album. I couldn't tell that that's Roger Daltrey no. sped up. Well, would, that, would that be... Does Townsend sing that part? No. Okay. Oh, wait. Is it? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, let's he does. try this one. Then. You're right. Do, yep. Uh, yep, he does. Hang on. Give me oh, a Oh, we're going to do... We're going to go through these. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just a couple. Okay. We're going to fix yeah, them. It's a boy, this way they'll be successful. All right, try this one. This is Who Are You? It still works. Yeah. But we need to hear him. Oh, I really want to know. It's never going to get to it, is it? I don't know. <laughs> nope. Damn. And then right that, after that, 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 he's sing. that's where his vocal. I woke up in a police. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you happen to find any of those, uh, Connor? No. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I was holding on. By the way, Greg Monahan, uh, our <coughs> graphics person, <laughs> digital marketing here at uh, marketing here at, uh, or no, he's not in digital. He's marketing. our pastor. Anyhow, he's also <laughs> he's our now. pastor. He brought in a, uh, a a mock-up of our logo that says Nick and Steve. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, this show is nuts. And it says this show is nuts. <laughs> Why, wow, he's so fast. I was choking on a nut. Choking on a nut. Choking on a heavenly yeah. hash nut. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. All right, and thus ends our music news segment. This is why we're in the Hall of Fame. That's yeah. why. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll wrap up the entire show when we return, so stay with us. Just suck on a chili dog for a little while. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're about ready to wrap things up here in just a moment. Are you nutless now in your throat? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lucky. But that, uh, I, I was not choking, but I was coughing quite a bit on, on the remnants of a, of a nut. <laughs> Spanish nut. <clears throat> Left over. Nick and, tried to kill him. <laughs> and, uh, and so now that, that's caused all kinds of uh, uh, phlegm activity now. So it's like... It, I'm going to be coughing all day, pretty Planet much. It's a good day. Today's not, not a meeting, post me, you know, meeting uh, day, because you, you might hear about your Fleming. And it would drive Bill crazy. Yeah. I would think so. Oh, he's writing notes. This will be brought up tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you okay? How's everything going? <laughs> coughing. Mm-hmm. He's coughing a lot. I know Kathy has an excuse. She's on her period, but I don't know. What did he ask me? To, oh, he asked yes, me how, how old I was. Yes. And then he caught himself. He was like, never mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I'll hear, oh, how old are you? This was yesterday? Yeah. I missed in the, that. In the meeting. Because he... Do you pull your panties down all the way when you pee? <laughs> Can I ask that as your boss or not? overstepping? Filling out some paperwork. Uh, no, it was because he so graciously uh, scheduled an hour and a half meeting on my birthday. So uh, he was like, oh, well, uh, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not fine. And he doesn't ask about your yeah. cycle. I make Anymore. that up. That's all a joke. Um, let's see. I would like to thank our guest. We had uh, Creed Bratton yeah. of The Office on... Uh, also from the band The Grassroots back in the day, and he is a musician, and he uh, is playing City Winery, the main stage tonight at 8 o'clock. You can go to citywinery.com to get tickets. Thank you to Kyle Petty. Yeah. He was great, man. He really was. Yep, one of the uh, royalty, the the Petty family that, uh, you know, in the world of NASCAR, and he's got a book called uh, Kyle Petty, Swerve or Die. Um, that is available now. And then we had our buddy Jake Matera. Yes. It was great. Jake's performing at Punchline tomorrow night. It's Jake Matera and friends. So get tickets at punchlinephilly.com. And it was cool to have everybody on this morning. Um, let's see. Should we do this? We yeah. have a Tattoos Day. Yeah. Yep, we have a winner. I would like to congratulate our winner, Frank Flaherty. Yay! Who is from Mullica Hill, New Jersey. I love Mullica Hill, New Jersey. Frank is going to get a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing in order to get a Preston and Steve themed tattoo. They're located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia, online at floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. And the uh, event or the Preston and Steve show uh, Tattoos Day uh, brought to you by the 12th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash. It's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Wildwoods Convention Center. And you can get tickets at villainarts.com. So we are happy to uh, have them on as a sponsor, which is cool. How you doing today, Pierre? Good. I'm trying to think of the grassroots song. Is it Midnight Confessions? It's a good song. To be asked, honest, we had him on, and, and I know the name of the grassroots, but I, for the life of me, don't remember any songs. It's okay. And that one, your version, I don't get either, so I right. have to hear the actual Those people don't version. get my versions. <laughs> <laughs> but they had, they, they, got a, they had a gold album and yeah. a couple of hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Midnight Confessions, but I could be quite inaccurate on I, that. Uh, well, if it's music-based, I'm always going to default to your answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's uh, your first mistake. <laughs> 
Uh, are we ready for the letter of the day? We were born. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in energy. All right, and we have three more letters to go, and then we give away $500 from the Bagster. The Bagster. Uh, the Bagster is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. You can go buy it at any home improvement store. Fill it and simply schedule your collection, and it is gone. Clean it up with the Bagster dumpster in a bag. So Friday is when we'll give away uh, the 500 bucks. so hang in there for that. What's happening today, man? Well, we've got uh, more Alice in Chains breaking Ben and Bush tickets to give away. We have Bob Marley. Ziggy Marley is uh, doing a tribute to his father, Bob, at the Music Fest in Bethlehem uh, this evening. On the bill, they get a lot of great bands up there at Music Fest. Uh, Offspring will also be a workforce block, and Muse will be a block. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, the Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by Wilmington University. You can go to wilmu.edu. Dual credit. That's wilmu.edu. Dual credit. Also brought to you by Monster Mania 50 this weekend at the Doubletree in Cherry Hill. And also Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. Acme, official grocery store of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, tomorrow's Wednesday. Fox Good Day. Secret text word. And... The always wonderful and lovely Danica McKellen. Ah, love her. We'll be on the show tomorrow. So that's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing, Looking for great pay and a supportive team? Ready to help deliver what matters? Join UPS and a seasonal job here could turn into a rewarding career. Right now, we're hiring warehouse workers, package delivery drivers, and tractor-trailer drivers near you. All positions offer competitive pay, and bonuses are offered for some roles. Shift your life. Shift your world. Shift to Team UPS today. Apply now at upsjobs.com shift. Make the shift. Make a difference.